Hey, yo, what's good, what's good, what's good? Welcome to Reflections of a DJ to Roll podcast presented by DJ City and Beat Source. I'm one of your hosts, DJ Crooked. We got DJ Never here. Yo, what up? We got uh, Jamie the Great. Yeah. And we got, you know, one of the homies, the day ones over here. <laughs> he's been on many episodes. He's been a co-host here. He's been a guest here multiple times. You know, I, maybe he's been on more episodes than MoMA, maybe. I think maybe I think so. we just don't count on that as, as often. I think he's got the crown. That's you know, Shecky too is up there. Yeah, Shecky's up there. When me and Never moved to Vegas, you know, Eddie McDonald was right there with us, and Eddie and Never has been spinning together for decades, forever. He's the owner of Mac Agency, his own DJ agency mm -hmm. that uh, that he launched years ago, and he's also been like the vinyl liaison, the master of crates. <laughs> The like the like a curator of sorts, like the vinyl curator for Anderson Pack, DJ Pee Wee, yeah. mm -hmm. and uh, I want to talk about that over here. Yeah. But we got DJ Eddie McDonald in the building. What's good, man? Hey, hey, good to be back, guys. What's good, fam? Nothing, man. You're you're on the road. You're juggling a lot nowadays. You got yeah. this, you got this DJ agency you started, right? And then you're you're on the road with Anderson Pack. Yeah. And then you're in all these rooms with like celebrities and like millionaires and billionaires. And you're <laughs> yeah. like, you're sponsored by <laughs> Gucci. It's like all this shit's right, going he's on. Different now. Yeah. You're he's like different. different. <laughs> working on that. Why are you not watching, watching Gucci today? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. He left the Gucci at home. <laughs> oh, 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 shoes. Okay. Oh, shit. Wait, what's this thing with Gucci? They're just sending you clothes? <laughs> <laughs> No, it's not that easy. I don't have it like that they right They give there, you a yeah. discount code? What is it? I mean, on occasion, I can get I, I get some discounted stuff here and there, but yeah. I mean, the first interaction with that whole shit was crazy. It was when um, one of the first Pee Wee shows outside of Vegas that I got called for, uh, Crystal Miles from Pack House, basically Andy's right-hand woman. She um, she called me up and she's like, hey, you know, we're booking shows. We, and, you know, he wants you with him at these yeah. shows and we want to know if you're interested in doing this. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, we have a gig in New York uh, coming up on blah, blah, blah. Okay. They, they, she didn't specify that it was the, the, the Met Gala. The Met Gala. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so one of the other shows we did before the Met Gala was um, we did a show at the Hollywood Bowl for Netflix as a joke festival mm -hmm. uh, on the Chappelle show. Yeah. And um, like, oh, we're going to, we have to go to a fitting first uh, during the day before sound check or whatever it was. And uh, AP's assistant, Nori at the time, took me uh, to, <laughs> we wind up at Gucci, go in the back entrance, have everybody waiting for this fitting. They have all these suits and shoes lined up. And I'm like, holy mm -hmm. shit, they're fitting me for a Gucci suit for this, for this party. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Never this is cool. I was like, I was like numb to the whole thing. I'd never even walked into a Gucci store before. And, uh... I caught the bug, as they say. I mean, it felt felt good. I liked felt the good. experience. The silk it was, was great, nice. You know? And I'm like, okay. Give me champagne while you wait. You get the fit. champagne. Yeah, no. And I love the suit. <laughs> I wish I could still fit in the suit, but uh, I'm working on that. I'm working on it. Um, and then, yeah, I just, you know, we, we would find ourselves in the Gucci stores a lot, especially yeah. being on the road with AP. You know, we'd spend some time and like, you know, a few things caught my eye here and there. So and you're paying, I you're paying full price. Sometimes you're getting a discount. Sometimes yeah, you I get mean, gifted. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Sometimes you get, you know, we, if we do an event with Gucci, they'll yeah. they'll fit us for whatever we could pick out, whatever we want. And basically. you do like, oh, I didn't know you wanted to jack it back. Kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, wait, serious? I put my monogram on this thing. <laughs> oh, you wanted this shit back? Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> this shit was. I'm sweating yeah. this shit. Like, yeah, oh, no, really I, I was, I'm really funky. I didn't. You know, let me yeah. let me dry clean it and I'll send it back to <laughs> right. you guys. That's yeah, the dry clean. They lost it, unfortunately. I left a stain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, so I, I want to talk to you because I think, 
there's you know everyone kind of like talks about this shit like what the fuck is eddie mcdonald doing with anderson pack is he giving him the records like you're like the whole process when we're watching anderson packs obviously the showman he's djing yeah and then you're like the bold white guy behind him yeah I'm and you're handing we, him we like, always you know. kind of compare ourselves to cuss cuss and mike Customano and Customano. Mike Tyson, <laughs> you know, we, we always laugh about that. And AP and I always shared that same sentiment. It's like, it's, yeah. it's like I'm in the corner like, yeah, yeah, you're doing this. Yeah. yeah. So what's going on? Because everyone's thinking you're feeding him the records and he's just kind of like playing whatever you get. Pressing him. play. You, you know nah, saying? no, he's doing it the right way, man. I mean, and, and, and it's a, it's always a collaborative effort. Obviously, I, I, I do... The heavy lifting is far, just lit in the literal sense. I'm, I'm, You're the one I'm packing, the <laughs> I'm packing the cases. Yeah. If there's something, you know, the first set of cases that I packed was on the record. So, so he came in unannounced. Uh, you know, I had no idea it was going to go there. And if I can give you just quick Cliff's Notes context and little backstory. Well, so. well, let's let's yeah. Let's talk about the process now. Okay. And then I'll bring it back to where okay. it all started. Cool. Yeah. yeah, so the process is always a collaborative effort. So he like constantly we're texting back and forth. If I wanted to bounce a possible addition to the set off mm -hmm. of him, I'll send him a text or I build um, you know, Apple Music playlists to say here's some stuff that might work for this event. Let me know what you think. Uh, some stuff he might know, some some he might not or you know, whatever. So we work that way or he'll on the flip side, he'll be texting me like, yo, we need this one. We need that one. And if I don't have it in my collection, I'll get on Discogs or I'll try and dig for it at a shop. Mm -hmm. you know, just keep an eye out for it. I have a whole list of stuff like a, a, a things to buy list for Pee Wee. Right. Um, so, um, yeah, so, uh, that, that's it. And then as far as the, the night of the shows go, mm -hmm. we'll do a little pre-shift. We'll like, what are, you, what are you feeling? Okay, what's the event? What's the demographic like? What, do we, what should we kick what's, it what's off the with? First what do you want to come out to? What do you want okay, to come out to? You know, I mean, yeah. the first record to come out to a lot was like um, um, Donald Byrd, uh, Love Has Come Around. Mm -hmm. And uh, that, that, that was uh, it's yeah, great. It's it just had this yeah. great, like when you drop that from the top, it, that dynamic of that, the way it sounds, just sounds like an event is, is going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And, they, and on the 12-inch, it breathes for a little while. So he has some time to make it up to the stage and do his, you know, presentation of, you know, his, his entrance and mm -hmm. all that stuff. And, uh, you know, since then, we've been doing some stuff, you know, Frankie Beverly for, you know, before I let go has been a big one. We, we started doing that at some of the Chappelle, um, shows in Texas, but we've also done like paid in full, you know, he'd come up to paid in full. He's come up to Barry White. Um, yeah, I think Shecky told us about paid in full. Yeah, oh, paid in full. Yeah. Shecky was, was at he Hotel was Ziggy, off. I want to say. And he's like, wow, I was not expecting him to come out to that. Yeah, yeah. But it but it has a vibe too. It's great. Mm -hmm. You know, with you know, the Dennis Edwards kind of baseline kicks in and everybody kinda So he comes out, you're you're like manning the crates of records, right? Yeah. Behind him. Yep. And then he's playing. So his yeah, songs. so so yeah, so we'll have our little pre-shift. What do you want to come out to? And then what what do you want to get into? Yeah. And he'll sometimes he might want to after the intro record and after I intro him, he might want to kick it off with like leave the door open. That's that's a pretty popular one to kick it off, break right. the ice. Like yeah. if you don't know who this is, now you're gonna you're gonna absolutely know. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it's not that. Sometimes we'll, we'll kick it off right with like some up tempo hip-hop and pop type stuff a missy elliott record or something like that um now does does he get nervous because you know he's a performer right yeah right so like he's used to you know performing in front of a crowd 
But then, like, when he's DJing, is there a little bit of nervousness in him or not really? It's, I mean, I, did, I, it I, I detected it in, in both of us in the early stages because we're just trying to get the systems down. And he went zero to a thousand, you know, just from yeah. some social media stuff being shared from on the record, like to Coachella and Met yeah, Gala and Hollywood Bowl. It happened so. really fast. Yeah, really I fast. I want to talk about that. Yeah, it yeah, happened, yeah. like, in a blink of an eye. He literally, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, it was, it was and been, but I, I feel like the way he marketed it and he just hopped right on it was like very great. Like, and and he's just yeah. in, in in a groove. He went. He has all the all the gear at his house. It, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't collect dust. He actively uses it. He he's constantly, you know, practicing and working out routines and right, putting right, records right. together. And he'll be like, "Yo, these three go great together. We need to work this into okay, the set." Okay. So he's he's putting in the work properly, and and now he it just comes effortless to him, man. Right. So he so let's say you guys are talking a game plan yeah let's say there's like you guys can both sense when there's an audible like oh this isn't working without a doubt without a doubt and that's so, what makes it so much fun so, he'll turn so we'll to get you, like right? the first we'll probably get like the first three to four records figured out just to get in the groove you know just work out see, any the, see the reaction right right and what you like to start big right let's start big with hit him with a hit yeah and it also depends on how long we have of a set i mean we've done anything from like on the short side 30 minutes to i mean Ideally, contracted. What, we've done like two hour sets too, but but there's nights where like if it's vibing, if it's dope, like yeah, yeah. on the record was a marathon. His first night doing the main room, I think, was like four hours. Wow, and that's impressive, man. Four hours set on vinyl. Yeah, yeah. There's no there's yeah. no bells and whistles. There's no crutches. Like mm -hmm. you're either gonna fucking do it or you're not. And he and he kept it going and he kept that crowd there rocking. You so know? there's, so there's it's impressive. The, you guys sense an audible. Oh yeah, without so, a like, doubt. He looks at you. And he, he, he's in it. Like you said, he's an, he's an artist. He's yeah. an entertainer. He can feel that it, it, if the energy's there, if it's lacking, and, and, and you sense it even more because while he's DJing, you're I'm like yeah, right. you're looking at the crowd reaction. And it's like a choose your own adventure book. It's like here's the page you're on now. You can either go here for this for this this possibility or this. So I could say we can go here, or we can go here, or there's times where we'll turn to each other, and as he's saying the record. He wants to play. I'm handing it to him. Right. So we're like so like sync, synced sync up, which is great, right. you know. And it and that that kind of chemistry happened pretty quickly, considering wow. like. So if so, if the room is rocking and it's going good, yeah. In your head, while he's mixing the next record, which you already know because you handed it to him, right? right. In your head, you're like, okay, I'm gonna get these four records ready, right? Because we could go either way with this, right? Could, which is similar to what I would down, do right? if I was the one playing the records right. too. Okay, got a break. Okay, this is a pot. You know, you pull it off to the side and kind of it's popping out mm -hmm. of the cases, and I'll, I'll present the same options to him. Like, you but, know, but what, if you were DJing, you would almost get lost in DJing sometimes. You know, yeah, where, where I we mean, get, like, because all of us will DJ, we'll get lost. Oh, yeah, without, oh, yeah, yeah. without a doubt, and especially yeah, in the digital know? age now, you can you can kind of get lost in the DJing, right. knowing that you don't have to turn around and rummage through boxes of records. You got playlists sorted out. You could do some stuff. You got a little bit more breathing room, right. so that yeah. if you are so in your zone, you know, you can continue to focus on that. Yeah, but, but you're like, a and that's it. He needs to focus. He needs yeah. to focus on that crowd and being the showman and being the the artist and the, and the DJ. You're like a, a consigliere. Right? I'm his consigliere of yeah, consigliere, uh, right? vinyl. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like a, like a like a, a caddy for like a pro golfer. Uh, yeah. 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 Right? <laughs> I don't know. You might want to chip that's on it. this. You might want to use the I, nine. Yeah, nine. you might want to use a nine. Uh, yeah, nine. Know, yeah. It looks a little further than expected. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, can you imagine how dope it would be if we had. Like an Eddie McDonald in our corner when we're DJing. The next, oh, the next oh, would be yeah. so easy. Oh my god! <laughs> Unless you have to play Drake, he'll be like, "Fuck this shit." Yeah. <laughs> no, I, move, I moved on to him. No, but someone to just tap you like you're kind of like this. You're like, "Yo, you're doing good." Yeah. Just to let you know, 
I think you could go a little right and you could do this and that. Yeah, but yeah, whenever yeah. you right. feel like, oh, that's then, yeah, that's well, imagine like a lot encouragement. Of that too. Yeah, 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 but you have someone on your corner. You've done that to me when you're like, yo, you might want to go this way, and I'm like, ah, oh, that's a good way to go. And yeah, it, yeah it and helps he's got you a little that, bit. He's got that eye too, like, and he he can sense too if if he'll you know say we play you know something a little more off the beaten path to a, a to a straight up like commercially kind of crowd. Right. If we're able to go like change lover's holiday which is a little deep a little mm-hmm. deeper than yeah, yeah. for most you know it's like okay if they react to that like now we know we we might have a path to experiment with some some other records that are a little so deeper sick. it doesn't have to just be you know um you know got to be real or like just some obvious yeah classics mm-hmm. but I've, I've seen some videos of him and even when a record like uh you know if he drops a record and it, maybe it's going a little long or like maybe like you know He'll just hop on a mic and just start selling it, right? He's always on his toes. He's he just always knows on when his, he has to get on a, a mic and perform and do whatever, Dude, right? I mean, like, one of the first things that I saw outside of just the DJ performance that was kind of being developed as each little on-the-record speakeasy set right. progressed was um, I handed him um, Junior Mafia, Get Money, and uh, accidentally the, uh, the instrumental was played. Oh, and he's like, oh shit! He's like, I think I, he's like, I think I played the instrumental. I said, all good. He's like, yeah, fuck it, and he did every fucking verse. He even did Kim's verse. He did Biggie's. Cra- it was crazy. It was crazy, and that became like he would do that like regularly, right? Before like we started like working on how he could perform Still some of his songs. Accidents. Oh, right? amazing! I know, but he's he always he he's so the, nimble. Um, does the bust of arm over the arm. without? Yeah, that was when my eyes could see. Yeah, it. would mm. come down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then it just it just kept on progressing, and where the show is at now, yeah, you you well, get now, this. now it's like now there's like he's on drums. Yeah, it's a, it's a full there. On. It's a full show. They have and a trumpet player Ma- too. Ma- right? Maurice Mobetta Brown, who yeah. is uh, you know multi Grammy winning trumpeter, mm-hmm. was the trumpeter he performed with Silk Sonic and Tedeschi Trucks Band. We was on the road with and just really a well respected and very uh very vibrant and and uh crazy uh you know approach to his uh presence as a trumpeter really 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 flashy really tons of charisma such a showman and he's on every show he's like he's like a hype man he's like he's great yeah he helps you know we do soul train lines now and he helps orchestrate the soul train line with andy where he'll get everybody to kind of Right. part the Red Seas and, and he might kick it off. He'll go in the crowd, dance. He, like mm-hmm. His energy is insane. He, he's such an impact. So he's like the, and the Spliff Star. Yeah, he's Spliff Star. The, 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 the hype, the hype man. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> the flavor, flavor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. This is, this is so, it's so crazy because all of this happens so fast. It right? did. And then, so are, these are all your records? or Yeah. Some yeah. of it of Nevers, I think. Well, we, well, I just gave, I just gave him his uh, his uh, yeah, one of mine. Uh, yeah, LaFace Le- Le- uh, compilation. Yeah. Uh, we needed um, Donnell Jones. Donnell Jones. You know what's you up? Know what's up? Oh, really? And I never had the twelve inch, and I was oh, like, no? shit. I thought I had it. I mean, I I, I can visualize, and I I, I could have sworn I got it in a record. Pool. That, that record traveled all around the world. Yeah, I, was I just that. gave it back to him maybe two months ago. Maybe if yeah, that. Maybe I know we're on tour now. I know. Right? Uh, yo, we're yeah. tour without me. So, yeah. But most of this is your. Record. A lot of them are mine. He has a, a, a nice record collection right. um, in L.A. as well. So he'll, like, you know, Knights Over Egypt. I never remember Knights Over Egypt. Then, I was like, do you have Knights Over Egypt? I know, He's yeah. like, oh, yeah, I got it. He's like, yo, it's the, I thought it was on this album. I said, that's what I said. I have the at P, uh, um, Peaceful Journey. Yeah. I thought it was on that album. Mm-hmm. So did you. Yeah. 
and it wasn't, but he 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 wound up getting his hands on it, and then. So how do you keep track of who's who's? Oh, I know. I, it's just one of those things. It's all things. intermingled. You, now. It's so yeah, but I mean, it never you could speak to like you can you know when it's your record, like you oh, know it's just like you have this. Yeah. It could look the same, but you know which one is yours. On my yeah, not true. even without stickers. Like the way the way a crease, like, a fucking yeah, exactly. Any like it's do, just you it's remember, weird. Mark, do you remember wherever you bought a record? Oh yeah, because that, it was like you were either looking for it for so long. Yeah, there's like a little story to it every time. Well, that's why it's so beautiful too. I mean, because it's just deep it's not as exciting and it's funny i just watched this documentary on on vinyl collecting and digging and just being a vinyl enthusiast and somebody said you know coming across an mp3 just isn't exciting <laughs> you know and it's not i mean it's great you got it you could play it but to have it's like getting spam mail right yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's oh, not so, that interesting. <laughs> no, it is. It's like when you get an email with an MP3, <laughs> right. it's kind of like, oh, it's yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a publisher's clearinghouse. Right. Mail. I thought it was CD, mail. like an actual <laughs> CD. I'm like, oh. it's like yeah. this shit again. <laughs> like it's, it's coming in and everything. Yeah, it's all downloaded. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a lot of my stuff. So like like I said, like the first. I, you know, a lot of this stuff is mine, and, and I'm buying a lot of records too. Because yeah, so is it your have, is it your budget, or are you are you given a I'll budget? Get, if there's specific things that he wants me to get, that I'll get, and yeah. some of them can get kind of pricey, you know. I mean, yeah. but he, yeah, he always, you know, I'll build them back, and and he reimburses me for yeah, specific purchases. But I'm always every time I'm on Discogs, it's not just about me anymore. It's not about my 45 obsession or right, right. You know, it's, looking for Studio now. One reggae records and Rocksteady <laughs> shit. I'm like, I'm oh, I'm shopping for. Me and we. Wow. And uh, it's like a vinyl stylist. Yeah, yeah like we just like got. Uh, we oh my god, it's a perfect fucking name. Dude, vinyl, vinyl stylist. stylist. I just ordered yeah. that we got the Ducktales uh, soundtrack. He wants to play Ducktales um, oh. at some of the things, which is so funny. I could see that, like you know. Are, are you gonna? Are you? You guys was, are pressing certain things on your like. For, we're doing some pressings that we need to. Like I mean, well, how, listen, do, how do you get that look, done? Um. Yeah. Is there's some regular pressings. Look, is like there minimums like or? a lathe like a lathe no oh. no that's why you go to some companies like I've dealt with um, oh, yeah, tangible yeah. formats Tony at tangible formats but a they lot. charge you like 50 a record right wasn't to, yeah I mean yeah it wasn't to, but considering he expedited turnaround for us so it was quick yeah it's a lathe press it's a little different than you know you know, creating like the plate and you know pressing the vinyl down like fresh. Yeah, was like, he was he gonna buy like a machine? Oh, you talked uh, about it. I've been wanting a to buy. A, I've been wanting to buy it since the nineties oh, from shit. like from like dub plate from to cut dub plates and stuff for the yeah, reggae yeah, yeah. shit. But I just and then Vestax put that vinyl cutter thing out yeah. years ago that just it wasn't it. Now there's a couple of ones I got my eye on, but no, who just bought one is Nick Bike. Nick Bike's been doing pressings wow. and he's been helping out as well. Oh really? So yeah, shout out to Nick. He's been really helpful, and uh, you he know, he bought a he bought a final press. How yeah. much of those? He went to Germany. For? I want to say it was probably a few few G's. Maybe I want to like say 5, maybe 000? five That's six it? grand. Maybe it yeah, this is something. No I was thinking like twenty. I think the one he no. got these lathes are kind of they'll, they'll take a twelve hundred and modify it and put all these additional kind of you know um, wow. features on it or something that's what that's what I believe he has and I see that a lot even the tangible formats guy because they were featured in this documentary I just watched and I think they have a similar kind of lathe cutting machine that they that they use for their stuff and, wait, and wait. listen I, I, yeah, I had to I, I used them you know, we had to get the Silk Sonic stuff on vinyl. They, right, right. The Silk Sonic oh. vinyl was that was one of the first so delayed. That was, that, that the was first just, pressings that you guys did, right? That was the did. first one, yeah. yeah. And then when we started doing like some mashups and like stuff that just wasn't out yet, some AP stuff, you know, um, like um, he did that record with Freddie Freddie Gibbs, "Feel No Pain," right, which right. was crazy, and he wanted to have that with us. And the Freddie just came out on vinyl recently, but um, yeah, so. Uh, 
Um, but we have to do the Silk Sonic because it's like you have to you have to play the Silk Sonic shit. But there's know? like new pressings. Like everyone's putting out pressings now, right? For like new music. More than more than ever. Oh, there's before, a lot. Right? Yeah, I just bought like Peggy Goo on vinyl. She's right. got that poppy new nah, kind of nah, cross. Nah, yeah, nah. I just bought that 12 inch. It just got delivered. There's a lot of stuff that's wow. getting pressed, man. Yeah. It's not, a lot of it's not super cheap. But how's the sound though? That, well, that record in particular is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot, like, listen, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna mince words here. Like, the Silk Sonic vinyl was a huge let, letdown as far as the Sonics really? of it. Like, double when, vinyl? Single vinyl. Uh, that's what single, but there's not a lot of songs, so no. it's, it shouldn't be a problem. Like eight, you could still yeah, space the grooves. There's only yeah, right, eight tracks, and one of them's like a blast, like a outro. One's mm-hmm. an intro, like. Mm. But they waited so long to put that out. So this is my this is, and I just have to vent here because it's kind of on topic, but I won't go off on too much of a tangent. Yeah, so. yeah. Silk Sonic presented everything so genuinely and so amazing how how just the look of it the sound of it the songs were just great it was the project was perfect mm-hmm. in my in my opinion yeah. amazing brought bootsy in to to collab he named them i mean it was like the whole story of it all and it was done with the utmost sincerity and like attention to detail it was done right my problem is like that 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 project came out as now vinyl sales started going on the upswing a little bit right leave the door open was released on a CD single that they made look, they, they packaged to make look like a 45. I'm yeah. like, why didn't you just make it a 45? Mm, Nobody's yeah. buying CD singles, but vinyl sales are on the upswing and leave the door open as a song I would, that should be on 45. Right. And it's like, why are you, if you're going to make it look like a 45. That was a label decision? It must have I must have yeah. been. And then, you know, they waited and waited and waited and waited for that. That final was so delayed in coming out that, you know, yeah, we put, we put a couple of copies together for AP to be able to play at shows. And it finally came out. And I'm like, yes, it's going to sound so much better. And it's really like... Really? Could use... But, but, but my idea is, and I, and I, and I really want to reach out to the label and, and maybe to some of the management involved mm-hmm. in, in making that record. I would love to do a like a five year anniversary, so maybe I think that record came out in what twenty twenty or twenty twenty one. I think twenty one. Twenty twenty one. Yeah. So I mean, you do a five year anniversary, but get somebody like 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 somebody like a Tom Bell, well, who's not, he's he passed away, or somebody that was a legendary like mixer and mastering Master, guy from yeah, like yeah. that from Philadelphia International or from you know West End Records or so, one of these like legendary guys to remaster and re- remaster remix it? and oh remaster it yeah. and repress it on like a double like maybe even do a double vinyl where it sounds even better Should I but, would say do a 45 box or do a 45 box I mean there's so many like I want to like right. I want to do so much stuff with it because still there's a huge demand I mean is the market really has it increased that much for vinyl like yeah crazy yeah wow. I think the, the last I saw it was like a report from maybe six months ago maybe that says it's like vinyl sales are the the highest they've been in the last two decades for physical for, for physical it's, it's how yeah. selling CDs right now yeah wow yeah and that's great. That's beautiful, man. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And this, yeah, some of it, there's some like hipster novelty to it. And there's, and there's also, I think, in the DJ world, I think there's a resurgence of, you know, vinyl-centric promotions. You see the upswing of like the listening bars and the jazz kisses and the hi-fi lounges, whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. like the Dantes of the world. And, yeah, yeah. And that's a huge thing right now. It's a very hot concept right now. And, uh, you know, 
How did we? So, like, how did this all start? It started on the record, right? Yeah. And uh, on the record was hosting the after parties. Or it, this yeah. wasn't even, there were no official after parties for the Silk Sonic yeah, shows, we, right? We locked those from, from the get-go. We, oh, they, we, they were. we knew, you know, Selva Ray, who's Bruno and Andy's, that's their rum brand. Right. They were going to kind of sponsor and, and So Silk sponsor. Sonic were performing at Park MGM. Right. Which is, Adobe which Live, is, yeah, yeah. Adobe Live, which yep. is like connected to Park MGM where yep. on the record is. Yeah, right across the casino floor, like directly. And you across. guys were having the after parties. We are doing the after We had done Bruno's after parties there before yeah. and stuff like that. So there was always a, a connection with his team and mm -hmm. the Selva Ray team and stuff like that. And then I'm trying to remember um, the vinyl room is this kind of like VIP hidden room. That yeah, like the a vinyl parlor we call it. Vinyl parlor. So it's, yeah, if you've ever been on the record, there's a wall of cassette tapes that kind of will lead you to either the backyard or to the bathrooms if you want to go. There's a little selfie booth there, but, you know, on the left wall of that cassette wall is a place where you could push in yeah. and, and, and door opens and reveals what we call the vinyl parlor and it's vinyl all over the walls some speakers tables with turntables built into them and stuff like that but i from my i was asking these dudes i was like w was there always vinyl being played there or nah it was like more like djs would just no i mean that was which was which is kind of weird because it, it became it's really such a dj like a dj's place to play like it's so dj centric and music centric the whole aesthetic i mean the, the tables are made of road cases well, it's like it's like, it's, it's Built like a like one of those Japanese like uh, jazz kisser kind like of place whiskey bar whiskey right right, right. which is yeah which is like you well, I don't know if the, if it was always like this but at a Japanese whiskey bar if you take one of the vinyls uh, there was like you know vinyl displayed on the wall yep. these as these uh, Japanese whiskey bars you bring the the vinyl to the bartender yeah. And the bartender would play the record, but there'd be a drink attached to the right. vinyl. They, they well, did that on the record. The yeah, they, st yeah, they still do that. People are still doing yeah. that. Yeah. Some people tried stealing some records off the wall. I caught a guy with fucking The Clash, London Calling, under really? his arm, opening week. And I said, what are you doing with that record? Oh, they told me to take it. I said, I promise you they didn't tell you to take right. it. Right. You know, but but that's they still do that. They won't necessarily play the record. They did have it set up. So John Lyons, who installed the sound system there, did have it wired so that if... The main room is being played in the vinyl parlor if it's just being piped in, but somebody wants to bring a record and play it, mm -hmm. or the bartender's going to play it and make a drink inspired by that record. Right. As soon as that needle would, would drop, it would, was supposed to bypass whatever that program is mm -hmm. and force that the vinyl to, to be played in that room. Right. That never really... I never went to play. Saw the light yeah, of day, yeah. but people, but still, the, bringing the record to the bartender and having the bartender make. Sometimes they'll come to the DJ booth and be like, "Hey, can you play this record?" Oh yeah, like, which is like, yeah. no, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So <laughs> then, yeah, it, so it was like really during the pandemic, yeah, where like when Neva was doing his like Twitch. And yeah, he was doing like 45s 45 on yeah, a Friday I mean, with you, with, they, with you, right? You guys were spinning 45. Every Friday. Every Friday. Friday. It was great. Yeah. It was great. I'd, mm -hmm. yeah. I'd pack my records, drive up to Neva's crib. He'd have, we'd get a six pack. We'd drink up the Drink, whole, do some yeah. shots. DJ, yeah. it, was fun. it was fun, man. It just yeah. kept us kind of going. During the pandemic, you guys were just doing that every week. Yeah, it was yeah. so much fun. And then as things started opening up, there were certain venues like Gatsby, like Petty. Yeah. Shout to John Petty at yeah. Gatsby. And he was Moose like, I want to bring what you guys did on Fridays to like Gatsby. Yeah. yeah. In, uh -huh. the, in the resorts world. Yeah. Yeah. But it yeah. was just, it was like kind of planning to see that there was like, you know, yeah, there, I there, mean, were, there were like uh, Vegas DJs playing vinyl. Yeah, you know. Yeah, without a doubt. Right, without a doubt. And and as far as the on the record stuff, so real quick, pre-pandemic, we did a, an after party for Beck and Cage the Elephant. They mm -hmm. were performing at Dolby Live. 
That was the first night we put a DJ booth in the vinyl parlor. Had a couple of guys from LA, Mark Baker, and I think the other guy. Oh, so there wasn't really a DJ in the vinyl parlor, right? Never. We had never had one, which is weird because you have a pre pandemic. This this is pre pandemic. We never had one until right not long before the shutdown is when we did this Beck party. Mm -hmm. And we had two guys DJing in there Mark Baker, who played. a lot of like synth pop type stuff, Depeche Mode, 80s stuff, which was great. And then he had this other guy, I think his name was DJ Frank or Frankie or something from LA. And he was doing more soul, funk, breakbeats, rare grooves mm-hmm. type stuff. So it was a nice comp. But you were in there and you just felt like it was very kind of LA exclusive kind of vibe. Right, which, right, right. You know, I could take it or, or leave it. But, you know, the like fact with, is, it like was one of those super, LA hidden bars. Right. When you walk it was in, super yeah. dope. But like Beck's in there and like, you know, these guys show up and it's like, where the fuck? Like, this is so dope. Like, it was such a great energy and it added such a great layer to the nightclub as a whole. Mm-hmm. And furthermore, like, you have a club called On the Record, you have a room called The Vinyl Parlor. Why don't we have a DJ in there playing vinyl? Well, and also like in on the record, if you've never been there, there's like three kind of rooms. There's right, the main, main room, room that's like kind of top forty. Current, yeah. I mean, you could still you know? go back to you know sure. hypnotize and all, and get low you, and all you that can stuff. Go back, and not be, you, you can go, go further. Yeah, you, you can go, go, you go seven, yeah. yeah, it's a yeah. very fun main room to play where you're not it's so like a karaoke pressured room. into. Right, yeah. It's like everyone just wants to sing along and walk out. Yeah, yeah. And then you have the outdoor patio where. The notorious like London, the the British double decker bus, tour bus, bus, yeah, yeah, where the DJ booth is in there, and that's like usually throwbacks. Yeah, nothing. Uh, yeah, I usually yeah. say nothing past two thousand five. Even though sometimes every time was, I go there, I would hear blow blow the whistle. Which <laughs> yeah, which that's two thousand five. Two thousand five. No, it's crazy. No, every was, time I go there, I'm like, <laughs> I hear blow the whistle. Yeah, I mean, there was one time I had to, you know, Sean was concerned. Um, he's like, why is the DJ in the backyard? It's supposed to be all throwbacks. He's playing Usher. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I hate to, you know, it's, 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 which is great. That was a big eye opener yeah. for me because I was like, holy shit! It put me, it put that in perspective. I said, Usher, yeah, is yeah, currently what mm-hmm. like. Slick Rick would be when we moved to Vegas or something yeah, like that. Yeah, you know, just about. And I'm like, wow, it's just how it fits in that. But it's it's fun. Again, very you have a very broad paintbrush to but, but work two, with back there. But know? these two rooms really had like an identity and a character. Yeah, and, and a kind of a formula that the DJ was following. Yep. But I feel like the vinyl room or the vinyl parlor right. didn't really develop till after the pandemic. Co- correct. Yeah, right? it was just a one-off with the Beck thing. Then we did it. We 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 reintroduced it when we did the Mac Agency Hollywood uh, the ho- holiday like block party. Yeah, which was where like we end of twenty twenty one. Yep. Yeah. And we did three three uh, three of the party brands that we work with. Like um, Cricket does a party with a B Boy Smurf called Sound and Color, mm-hmm. which is a huge hit amongst the locals and right. and, uh, and uh, we had that in the backyard main room we did Tim Tones's party uh, let's be friends yep um and uh and we did Nick Lopez's party paradise fever we did all vinyl in the which is like vinyl a, parlor which is like a a, a disco party it di- yeah, it's of, a right? disco, uh, yeah. disco boogie funk right. shit like that. It's great. I mean, it, the way he, was, he presents it. He's been it. doing that. It's in downtown for, yeah. for a few yeah, years. Yeah, he kills it, so, man. Yeah. He does such shout a great to, job. Shout so, to Neek. Yeah. yeah, Neek, what up? And um, and that was like the sleeper hit. I mean, all the rooms were kind of yeah going going hard, I but never there was a fucking line around the block to get into the vinyl parlor yeah. to get in for Paradise Fever. I'm like, yo, this is crazy, man. So um, it's funny, like uh, I I was been speaking with MoMA and like MoMA in New York whenever he does Everyday People, I think when he does a, a certain venue, I forgot which fucking venue it was. Yeah, but there's a room where he actually just plays vinyl. 
where he's just like, fuck it, I'm going to bring my vinyl, I'm just going to play it. That's sick, I didn't know and, that, and I then, love it. you know, he's DJing and like all of these like, you know, young kids and like you know, all of his like, all the everyday people crowd, they're going in there and they're just like vibing out, but then they're like, oh shit, you're on vinyl. That's crazy, like yeah. you're playing on vinyl. Yeah. So the whole, so they're just filming him and I feel like that's like a process they, they just never really experienced before. Right. Like, you know, the needle will skip on certain things that people were dancing too much. Yeah. But, but they're also hearing like the records kind of in like in its entirety a little bit. Yeah. It's a whole, because, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. So, Dude, I mean, I, I like, mean, you know, when we had the vinyl parlor at, at Intrigue, you know, that was heavy after which, which was the old tryst or oh, the old tryst yeah and that's and then, how sean oh, that's and i right. really that reconnected the, really deeply with that with that he came into alibi and sean like, christie need, yeah. was like he opened that place up he conceptualized a lot of the let's things do a vinyl room and he went and they built the vinyl room which i mean that room is so beautiful it was beautiful beautiful it's, it's nice. still intact there's still records on the shelves they rent the they use the place for very new concept at that time very cool and that was what ahead year of was that like 2000 <sighs> I, that was to, like, I moved back in 14, maybe 16. 16 or 17. 16 it was or almost 17. too early, right? It was yeah, a little but, too but early, it did right? its, it did its thing. I mean, it was, like I said, it became a very heavy after hours vibe in there. Like in when, excess, when excess would close, they shoveled everybody. It was also everybody the, the most, to be in there. It was also the most difficult room to get in in all of Las Vegas by bar none. I mean, it was fucking tight. I mean, from the celebrity, like opening weekend, I mean, it was Rihanna came in and DiCaprio came in and um, who's um, Goldie Hawn's daughter from uh, Kate Hudson Kate Hudson was in there and she uh -huh. Sean Penn and it's such a small room so you're right you're brushing shoulders with these people yeah. <coughs> but um, yeah so um, no to, just to your point when, you, when you're talking about the moment thing when per people don't understand like right. they don't see this process sometimes Skrillex would come in every night after his sets at, um, at Excess and he would close the place out and he's he's so much fun he's a great he would just dude. hop on he, no he wouldn't necessarily hop on but sometimes he no we did have cascade hop on and did his first hip-hop set we really went, we went back to back that's crazy and it was fun we went from playing hip-hop back, back to did, he, did, still, he did he did he okay. did <laughs> i was wondering if he took off his shoes yeah but uh <laughs> started playing i don't know junior mafias but fuck it but skrillex was like yo let's make it louder i'm like bro you just got done djing at excess man your ears are tired i said we can't go any louder and he like put his hand on the mixer which i mean go nuts man i don't care he's a, he's a good right. dude and we started getting like low end acoustic feedback. Right. So when there's too much reverberation on the needle, yeah, the needle, yeah, it, you're gonna basically like a microphone. And right? he's like, "Yo, yeah. what, is, what is that?" I said, "Bro, that's why we can't turn it up anymore, bro." <laughs> I said, "That's acoustic feedback, man." I said, "You you live in a digital age." I said, yeah. "This is not that, but all good." I mean, he just wanted to crank it up a little bit, but <laughs> it's was funny. Like, he was like, it's, oh, a, "It's a okay. whole new world to some people." Even yeah, guys as yeah. seasoned and as geniuses uh, like Skrillex. I remember when you did that room, we'd like you know we'd link up and we and you'd be like oh my god these celebrities are coming in asking for these songs and i'm like this, this shit isn't on vinyl like yeah you guys yeah right, right 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 asking this for drake on, right yeah future. At the time, oh yeah. man i had <laughs> some my, i had some very dark moments in that room too when i was at the height of every time i would see him he would be asshole. on the verge of like losing his shit because oh, some celebrity came in asking for something oh yeah the one direction yeah i was like yeah the one direction but when they, they one time they wanted to hear like a drake record and i hid like the drake it was like the drake future record i hid it up on like top shelf and somebody spotted it but i think that's drake and future <laughs> and i pulled it off and i broke it over my knee i said yeah it's not gonna work. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm such an asshole. Sorry, Harry Styles. Yeah. 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 Oh no, that was, I was, I was a douche. It was Liam something from it. Liam. Uh, the Liam Payne from Liam Payne. <laughs> right yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. he was looking fuck? at me like this fucking freak of nature. I'm like, what am I? I'm like, and I felt, I felt, I said, hey, man, I'm sorry about that. So, <laughs> I just didn't want to put it on. Yeah. But the politics, I, I was never, I never liked the politics. You said, but you yeah, I feel like you're such a, a politics guy now. I, like, I, yeah, I mean. You're like schmoozing with like millionaires and like celebrities. I gotta be now. I gotta be now. Luckily, I could come on here and yeah. vent a little bit. No, no. Time. It's, like, it's like smoking a pack of cigarettes all at once. You know how yeah. many people like I, I meet and they're like, oh, you know Eddie Mac? And they're like, I love Eddie Mac. And I'm like, I how long have you known this motherfucker? And they're like, I love him. I love him. I'm like, I know. I know you're like the guy <laughs> now. That people like the Hollywood shit when they're like, oh man, I love Eddie Mac. He's the best. Yeah, he's the best. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I've known that guy for There's like a, almost 20 know, years. Right? You, know, like, you know Eddie? Like, yeah, I've known him forever, man. <laughs> Did you know him when he was deep into his ketamine addiction? <laughs> 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 shit. That's what, that's what, I just learned about ketamine. Yeah, I know. Me too. Yeah. yeah there's been like, like this year. And yeah. I remember like, it's I, very hot right I remember seeing Eddie at after hours like 6 a.m. <laughs> in the 2000s. And going yeah. up to him, and he just looked like he's just smiling. Yeah. And I'm like, "Yo, what's good?" And I'm talking to him, and he's like, "Sorry, I'm, I'm in a K hole." <laughs> and I would I would go up to them, I'd be like, "Yo, what's a K hole?" He's like, "I don't know what the fuck that is." I'm like, asking people, yeah, They're like what the fuck is a K hole? Yeah, I was. You were the first one to introduce me to that. Yeah, no, I mean it was always my. <laughs> My <laughs> drug of choice, as they say. But yeah, we yeah, never got shit. to him how he got with Anderson. Yeah, so no, okay, no, yeah, so, yeah, we, so we, we want to so, talk about yeah, yeah. So really record. jumping through. So jumping forward, I think I, as far as like the AP stuff, we we left it like um, we did the holiday party where we reactivated the DJ in the vinyl parlor. Great. I forget which DJ booth we used that night. I might have had the the booth that I bought by then. I I went. On, I went all over the place trying to find a compact, cost-effective DJ booth that would hold two turntables battle style and an S9, at, at least an S9, or like that, the smaller width kind of mix of S11, whatever. Um, found one. I think we used it the first time for, for the holiday block party. Mm -hmm. and, and then I just brought it back to my office and just le left it there if anybody wanted to play. So then I was like, you know what? I said, I'm going to bring, I told Alex, Edis, and, um, and whoever else was involved at the time, I said, I'm going to bring this to the DJ booth back in. I'm going to DJ all the Silk Sonic parties. I'm not even going to charge you. I said, I just want you to show, see what it's going to do. I'm like, of all times, Silk Sonic, it's like, okay, you got the throwbacks in the backyard, but you still got to create a, a party. It's got to have a certain kind right. of energy or a certain kind of vibe. Main room, we discussed that, all more current stuff. I mean, um, the vinyl parlor could fill in all the blanks in between so you can play like you know the delegation oh honey or something in mm -hmm. there and it'll feel cool or you could play some more slow jams you just kind of deep dive sexy. you could yeah. yeah and it's fun and you do all vinyl you know i i did nothing but 45 so, so you did it for free i said yeah i said i'm gonna bring it in because this fits the theme of silk sonic right. a little bit if you go to a cool after party with silk sonic yeah this is the cool kind of and, VIP and you see, room, and you right? see the, the crowds that are going to Silk right. Sonic. The, I've never in my lifetime, well, maybe since like Michael Jackson or somebody like that, have, have seen a band that you go to the concert, you can have granddaughter, mother, grandmother, right, right. And, a, and a teenage daughter. Like, like, every, like everybody in the family, can. it'll feel good, mm -hmm. it's approachable, it, they're not going to feel awkward being there, it, it speaks to everybody, and I've never it's seen a wider, that. It's a wider, uh, so it's like yeah, a wider audience. Right, yeah. so it's like, even for that reason, it's like, yeah, 
like some of the older folks that go to the the shows would love to see somebody come in and play 45s like they used to have and collect when they were kids and stuff mm -hmm. like that. It's great. For whatever the reason is, it, it just was a good fit. Right. So I told Alex, Alex was totally fine with it. Um, uh, Dave Weiss from Houston Hospitality, um, as soon as he realized it was happening, he shot a text out to AP. And um, AP, AP, like we, I think the reply was like, oh, hell yeah, I'm coming in. I'm coming into play or something like that. And Dave was just like, AP's going to come in and play. I'm like, okay. And he showed up maybe an hour later, and uh, I'm feeding him 45s, and I'm pulling records off the wall, you know, just, you know, whatever he needed. He just wanted to fuck around. It was around. like the yeah. first, it was like crazy. And uh, it was a lot of fun. He wound up playing probably a good two hours. Wow. And, he and was, everyone's phones are out. Like yeah, I think time? we had phones that night, and then we started kind of, throttling the phone usage we were starting to like lock lock the phones and like the yonder cases and stuff because mm -hmm. bruno started coming in too so right. mm -hmm. so after that first night the next night the next day i get put on text with ap uh, i think dave weiss put us on text and ap was just like yo that was so much fun man i haven't dj'd since high school um i, I missed it and he's like can i come back um and rock again on saturday with you I said, yeah, absolutely. He's like, yeah, I'm just a little nervous on the forty on the forty fives. He's like, I never really played those before. Mm -hmm. I said, say no more. So he sent me a playlist. I I also had an idea just because I've been a fan of his for so long too, yeah, like yeah. kind of stuff that he would kind of vibe like, with. When 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 you kind of started hating all the new hip hop and the new music coming out, yeah, and you were still DJing, yeah. I remember you coming up to me like, I like this Anderson Pack guy. He yeah, was, was like, only, you were such a I fan. I said, we need more every time. Thing. I, I yeah, look yeah. back at my old tweets and my old IG posts, and yeah. I'm like, we need more artists like this. This yeah, is yeah. this is it. Yeah. This is everything. <laughs> On the hip hop tip, it's it speaks to me. It's perfect. You're the right. soul You're the, tip, and he's a drummer, and he's just like just everything. It, it, the funny thing is, you hated so many new artists. Yeah, you so hated everything. I was like, no, he hated like 97 percent. Oh yeah, that's even being generous. And for you to say, for you to say, like, I like this Anderson Pack. Uh, and then yeah. for you, for, for you guys to like kind of click and connect, it was yeah. the most he beautiful really thing. That's bro. crazy. That man. shit was like the like to, like manifestation. Bro, you were you that shit team. was. It's we still even went to see him crazy. at the um, Jewel. Where well, it was Jewel now? Before yeah. Jewel. Oh, Hayes. When it was Hayes, he performed. Oh, well, it was Hayes when he performed. It wasn't yeah. hadn't been Jewel yet. No, That's it right. Jewel. Okay, it was yeah. Hayes, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sick, so killed it. And I was like, holy shit. Like he's on the drums and he's got his like I was I was blown away. Wow. I was blown away. But for the, for this to be where it's at now is just kind of like yeah, yeah. still wild, man. So he wanted you to kind of trade out some of the forty fives with like twelve. So I, yeah, so I went in yeah. and I you know I went into my fucking my record collection and I'm built. I built him about four or five record boxes of twelve inch wow. vinyl, whether LP cuts or twelve inch. And whatever. while this is going on, what's going on in your head? Like oh, I didn't. Really I still. Cool. I still. This is really cool. Let's. We're gonna do it again. This is fun. Right. This is fun. Didn't. Didn't. Not, not didn't see anything. Shit. Not getting paid shit. That Saturday. Right. That Saturday, he comes back in, and Bruno comes in, and you got to remember, like that room holds about thirty people comfortably. Mm -hmm. You right. know. And Bruno's kind of on the mic as his hype man donned him Pee Wee. I think. I think the Pee Wee. He started calling him Pee Wee. Maybe at Silk Sonic um, rehearsals mm -hmm. and sound checks or something. But first, AP was going under. Uh, DJ Bing Bong. 
Bing pong. And then he went. That was like for one or two nights. And then well, where did where did Pee Wee come from? Just, you Bruno. I think Bruno but, named but him. I don't know. I well, just he started just started calling him Pee Wee. I think I forget if there was anything deeper than that, but I know I, I believe it came from Bruno. And in LA, there's a, the if you're called the Pee Wee, you're basically at the like the little the, oh like a neophyte kind of a little homie. Yeah, okay, little yeah, which homie. I get. I get that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I've heard. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he was doing DJ Sputnik for a while, but there was like that shit going on with Russia at the time. I was like, oh, probably probably want to change that. <laughs> it's not a good idea. Yeah, but um. Um, yeah, so it still didn't think anything of it. That night was crazy. Like that was my first interaction with Bruno too. So, and, and Soxy was there. So right. it was kind of this very surreal situation going on when, you know, I had a, an interaction, an interaction with Bruno and, and again, like just kind of the, the kind of the chemistry kind of materialized. It was pretty, something pretty, special. Pretty, pretty right? quickly. It was just very fluid and yeah. very effortless. There really, was, a very, there was real, something like, very special happening and it would, there was a buzz on social media because you saw these IG stories yeah. that started getting forwarded mm-hmm. to everybody and being yeah. like, and then it was like everyone wanted to go to these after parties. Oh yeah, no. It was, oh yeah. Because no, you guys, it, have, it, had, it, you guys have had a lot of after parties yeah. at, on the record. Yeah. But it was the Silk Sonic after parties where everyone was like, holy shit, we gotta be in that room I, everybody because, like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. we it gotta be like in that fun. room and see what's going on because <laughs> right, right. it's becoming like this vegas like rat pack really thing that's what it was it where really it's like took it back to that right like, where you're seeing like maybe jermaine dupree hanging out or bizarre like, like insane yeah and then insane. and then everyone's just kind of drinking singing along to songs so you feel like and all that shit like, would yeah. happen it's like you don't know who's gonna walk in it's never a fox yeah. it's fucking nelly coming in with right. jd and and usher and it's like which is kind of like old school vegas when there was like frank sinatra no it's exactly that sammy davis yeah. Pack. Yeah, Definitely Sammy Davis would finish his show and then he'd go with Frank and just hop on and just Frank fuck around. Frank D. Martin. They yeah. wind up at fucking bootleggers or Piero's like right, in right, the back yeah. room like cracking jokes and smoking mm-hmm. cigarettes till 7 a.m. There's know. a couple of moments like that that happened. Yeah. And and I think the closest one that happened before that on the record with yeah. Anderson Pack and uh, Bruno Mars yeah. was probably at Dre's. Uh, when they started having like Chris Brown there and then like 50 Cent would come hang out. That's dope, yeah. And it'd be like this hip-hop rap pack going on yep. at Dre's yep. yeah. where all of these rappers and like musicians and DJs would just come and hang out yeah. and, it'd, and they'd, they'd like all of a sudden start doing three songs. Nah, that's sick. I'd be like, oh shit, uh, Rich Homie Kwan's here. Yo, yeah. do a couple songs and then they, everyone's right. just fucking Collab- around. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. yeah. I and love then, it. But this was like another kind of moment. This was down and, and yeah. another one I also want to mention is also Brian Newman's After Dark show after the Lady Gaga stuff. Brian Newman mm-hmm. is Lady Gaga's um, band leader, kind of trumpeter. Yeah, yeah. And he does um, a late night um, show at Nomad Library and it's very oh, much yeah, like yeah, that yeah, yeah, where yeah. he's he, he rocks it on his own his his wife Angie's involved he's got a great band it's also you know Gaga's band for the jazz um, for the That's jazz right. and um, that was in the but, 2000 uh, but Gaga right? will show up Gaga will show up right. do a song they'll have you know I, I think maybe Tony Bennett might have done it while he was still alive and then I wound up in the green room of the, of Brian Newman's green room. Next thing you know, Gaga comes in and she's just she's actually singing in the green room, just putting on a little oh, wow. show. And I look to my right, I see this kind of scrawny, kind of little older white guy, and I'm like, oh shit! It was uh, Robbie Krieger from the Doors. Oh, you tell, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh, we had Terrence Blanchard there that night. So he would always it would be that too, where it could be Terrence Blanchard or it could be Ronnie Foster going up and doing something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be um, Robbie Krieger could be gaga it was definitely that was like up until like the silk sonic thing that was like something that really hit me as like wow this is like a current 
Rat Pack kind of shit. Yeah. But even like just his style and everything was very big band, very kind of from that era. But it's dope when it's like organic. Like what what, it's just like what you were doing, like you're you're there and you're not getting paid and then it just becomes something. Something that, yeah, yeah. And by, but when did it really blow up? Like it started really when it blew up like the second or third weekend or what? I mean, with the on the record. So when when did it start? That was my thing. When did it start? Uh, March 22. 22 2022 okay yeah. cool yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah then the the gala was in may so yeah so that that's makes sense two so months it was away. right around there and yeah, i think like, yeah because like literally in two months you guys were doing the met gala yeah i mean the funny thing is is so that night that saturday night when bruno came in um i ap was asking for a record and it was like kind of up on the top of one of the walls uh-huh. and i had to step over somebody that was sitting i said excuse me miss i said i just got to get to this record and i felt like some like some looks like, who the fuck is this motherfucker stepping over me? I felt it. and uh, But I had to get the record because that's what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's part of the gig, <laughs> I guess. You know, whatever that gig was at the time, it was just like, he, you know. And um, I get a call after that weekend or a weekend after, and it's from uh, an L.A. number. Hi, Eddie, this is Crystal Miles from Pack House. I work with Anderson Pack. He wanted me to reach out, you know, um, you know, we know you've been helping them a lot with the records and stuff like that. It's been going well. And I want to let you know that we started booking shows and he wants you with him for all these. And he wants to know, wants me to find out if you'd be down to do some of these events with him. Right. I'm like, yeah, okay, we'll do some events. And, you know, we, the first two, I think was Coachella, uh, Coachella um, for uh, Soho right. Desert uh-huh. House. Yeah. That was, which was, that was April. That was April. Okay, so yeah, that was April. So it hit the run, the ground running fast. And then that, that trip, we wound up doing uh, two other things. We did an NFT party for Dumbfounded, somebody that Dumbfounded was involved with or some company, an NFT company we did. But also we did Zenyara uh, after Coachella. Zenyara is this amazing, like sprawling estate in Palm Springs in Coachella Valley. And it's run by uh, my buddy David Corso. Um, it's unbelievable. It's like something. I, that was like the first thing where I was like, I've never seen any shit like right, this right. before. And we did an impromptu set on the beach. They have a beach, but they also, on the other side of the resort, they'll have like, they had Megan the Stallion that night. They had like Alesso performing that night. And we did the late night on the beach. Mm-hmm. The fucking left turntable wasn't grounded, so it was humming, oh, but man. it was still shit, such man. a fucking vibe. People, it was so new still, and nobody's seen it outside of On the Record. Right. And if you got to see them at Coachella, at the um, Soho Desert House, and that, you know, every time you play, it's like, a, like giving a business card out to everybody. You know, so that wound up getting us to Italy because the bride, and, we did a, a, a wedding in Italy, and the bride and groom were at Zenyara that night. And I'm like, we should do that for a wedding. Boom. Wow. We wind up yeah, in man. Ravello and, uh, you know, yeah. So it just happens so fast. It happens so, it, so, so fast. So, so even fast. when you're on the phone and, they, they, you know, they're saying, you know, Anderson wants you to come with him and, and, and tag along to all of these gigs. Yeah. Are you thinking, I mean, like, you have to think like, well. Got shit, the business, got the Yeah, like, this is expensive. Like, we got to bring these crates. Uh, I got to, like, get. Which I know. I mean, listen, it was, it, I knew I wasn't concerned so about you, that. Did you I mean, have that conversation or did you just say, like, fuck it, I'll pay for my way and let's figure it out later? No, yeah, like, I, I, I think everybody kind of knew, you know, that there was going to yeah, yeah. be. I, I probably mentioned it, you know, excess baggage. I mean, after the first week. And, well, the first week, I actually <laughs> I actually drove to Coachella. Um for that first um, that first weekend, you said some vinyl was melting or something, right? Not something? there. That happened in the Bahamas. No, but what happened driving back from Coachella? I had all the records in my trunk, and 
when you drive out to Coachella Valley, you're taking a different road, and it's like it's a bumpy ride. Su- like these hills where like yeah. you like can go airborne if you if you if you go fast enough. Oh, wow! Mm-hmm. So I went up one of these hills. I didn't I didn't go airborne or anything, but then when I came down, all the weight from the records crushed through my my the, the floor of my trunk. It's still broken. Really? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I still the Tesla? It. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! It broke the fucking floor. Yeah, well, it's uh, the whole floor is only being held by like two little plastic nubs, mm-hmm. so it just cracked the plastic. It's probably an easy fix, but I haven't oh, gotten shit. around yeah. to it. Yet. Oh damn! Yeah, so um, That's but yeah, cool we had a, we had a, the only luckily the only close vinyl casual casualties we had was in the Bahamas at Bahamar, and um, forget me nots started to warp on the turntable and uh, can, uh, Candy State and um, Young Hearts run free. But luckily it was so hot, I put it, and my record cases were packed pretty tight. I put them right back in and it melted and we still used those copies. Oh, it still, today, it so went I back to able, normal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. So in the beginning, you're probably bringing more than you needed, right? I still bring more than we need. Dude. <laughs> but it's, <laughs> great, it's, it's just that mentality, man. It's like you don't just bring for the show. You're like, and, and, and that's a testament to what he does too because it's not this set set like this is what we're playing no matter what you look like no matter how old you are you know this is what we got right no it's play to the crowd feel it out and Mm -hmm. when we were playing vinyl we're bringing four four cases five cases or in scribble or flashes or kid caprice (laughs) you know case 18 18, 20 (laughs) cases or something wait so how how many you're bringing right now for right now five 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 but yeah i mean but it's five but the cases that i have and i'm going through cases like these are real cases these are proper cases these aren't like 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 the foam like no i I was doing some of the trolley bags like a magma trolley bag but that didn't hold up that just literally fell apart on the road i want to give a big fuck you to udg they make um (laughs) shitty dj gear now they used to make really quality bags Um, and i bought my first udg bags i would say maybe 2003 yeah and they were great and then they started making flight cases i was like okay they look good not too expensive they hold they say that they hold 80 records i'm going to try them out they didn't make one trip they smashed the pieces the the handle fell off they smashed just wood the wood smashed the pieces and i said hey this is you can't sell a flight case that can't go on a flight. Yeah. It's made in Mexico now. Like, sorry. Bro, why are you playing with that? Oh, shit. Fuck you. It's made in Mexico. It used to be made in Korea, but. No, uh, yeah. no, yeah, no, whatever, but I mean, we don't be. Uh, but, um, yeah, I was going to say, is, yeah, it, but, is yeah. it hard to find, like, uh, calzone crates? It's it's interesting. I don't. Well, those. Because uh, now it's a whole different ball game. Now, like, the amount, the amount that they charge, because even though I'm billing back, I don't want I'm, to. I'm trying to keep costs as, as far down as possible right. for, for the team you know um so i, I want to make sure i'm getting the cases aren't super heavy like you know one of the cases i was using was like a trolley case the the, the handle was too short so i'm like bent over like this mm-hmm. it weighed 100 pounds so some countries i wasn't even able to check that in really because they'll say you can have this much weight but you can't have all that in one case you have to separate it it's not that we can't let all the weight on the plane but one case can't exceed this amount of right, weight right so there was i think we were in what france and i'm having to take i was in france and i had to take records out put some in ap's suitcase put oh, some in his shit. assistant's suitcase yeah, man. So israel <laughs> everybody and uh i was like this, this wait how much was the, how much was the trolley how much did it weigh like one oh i would say the the, the case empty was probably 
40 pounds. So like probably maybe empty. 150, like I don't know. Oh yeah. I, the most, I mean, the most I think I think I've paid um, for excess baggage was maybe 650. 650. What's yeah. the average? Average is probably 300. 300. Damn. That's a lot, yeah. man. Wow. Yeah, average is probably 300. And I'm trying to get it down. I'm, I'm always trying to slim down the sets. I'm like, okay, what has he not touched at all? Like, what what is, am I, will I be safe yeah, yeah, yeah. removing? Yeah. And, uh, you know, because I'm constantly buying new shit too. So it's like you want to fil- filter some stuff out yeah. and then you want to br- make room for the new stuff without having to add more cases to the, to the travel. Yeah. And he's not going to go down to 45s at all. No, I mean, I, 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 you know, I, I had a plan to pack a lot of the stuff from his set on 45s that I'll carry on with me. This way, God forbid anything happened, records didn't make it, the show will still go on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I did that at times. I bought my laptop with some USBs where I'm like, worst case scenario, we could pivot and figure figure some shit out. But knock on wood, the only time I had issues with records not arriving was in, in Italy, but they arrived by the... Um, by the time we had to do the yeah, you got to put know. like one of those Apple uh, what air you tags, air yeah, tags, tags. I know. in each one. Yeah, no, for real. Yeah. Oh, you got one in each one. I don't have them in the in the record cases right oh, now. Oh, you don't. Real, it'll probably get smashed up. There's no real pocket for it, and uh, yeah. I would have to maybe tape it to the to the. To yeah, the I was say, you better tape them. Over to yeah, the lid. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there's you know it's it's great. There's um there's some companies that I I I got um I I started talking to and working with closely like um this comp- company Travel Heavy out of the UK. I reached out. He sent us a couple of cases just to try out and mm-hmm. get our feedback on. And he's got a beautiful design. Um, little dings here and there. I, I offered some some feedback, and he's taking it. You know, he's making forty five cases now, removable lid. Um, so I just wish they so held see, a little bit more. Soon we gonna see an Eddie Mac case. Yeah, <laughs> damn. <laughs> Long way from like Jersey. That's dope. Yeah, the Mac agency. Yeah. but uh, yeah, no, it's funny. It's fun to kind of keep my eyes out for this shit again because it's not stuff that we shop for really too on the regular anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and especially not like it's one thing you're gonna do a di- vinyl now. You could take like a trolley bag or like a little soft case of forty fives, you know. But right. when you're, you know, got to travel heavy with with a lot of fucking records for. A lot of events, it's like you got to get stuff that's going to hold up because those fucking baggage handlers, they don't give a fuck. Wrong. So, like, you guys have been doing this for like what a year and a half, or yeah, probably that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you got everything kind of streamlined now. From it's pretty good. I mean, it's always evolving. Now it's it's like what yeah. can we what can we throw into you know what new performance track can AP do? Like you know he started doing you know suede, which has been going over huge, which is one of his no worries songs. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, got another um. Um, one coming up that he's going to start doing. I should have the vinyl this week. Nice, another Silk Sonic one. But he's been doing smoking out the window a lot. I mean, you know, you guys are doing Art of the Wild, right? The, yeah, Art the of the Wayne. Wild for Guy Gerber's uh, party called Ru- called Rumors. Mm-hmm. And Guy Gerber's. But that's like that's, that's like kind of the biggest uh, kind of like DJ it's, show you guys have had in Vegas, though, right? It's fun. It's big. Yeah, I mean, we've done big shows, and even in Vegas, some big shows. This yeah. is big not only because it's a huge festival. So that's international. Been, right? It's so international. Right. It's like the anti-EDM kind of thing. It's, right. it's, it's all house. It's house. It's deep. It digs deeper. It's underground. So he's going to do a house set. That's right? it. Yeah, right. yeah. So that's what's what's so much, so exciting is this is going to be a different set that he's ever played. There's a lot of stuff that he, that he plays on the regular that fits that mm-hmm. vibe for sure. But we're going to be doing 90 minutes, and... 
Wow. We, we want to definitely right. show we, we were talking earlier. I was like, hey, maybe get some of that River Ocean. Love yeah, yeah, happiness. Love and Happiness. Yeah, I got yeah. that packed. And, you know, there's some, some, there's some classics. There's some new stuff. Yeah, Sum Sai Se is in there. You know, um, French Kiss. French um, Kiss. Some, some old Martin Solvig um, stuff, like that Madan record on mm-hmm. Salif Keita, um, little maybe, African Maybe vibe. some David Gray. Is, it, is that The weekend. Well, Michael Gray? Yeah, Michael, Michael Gray. Gray. Yeah, yeah. Michael Gray. That's a great one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah got, got some good shit in there, though. And, That's dope. Um, yeah, so, and also, like, you know, there's some 80s. You might hear, like, like a Blue Monday or Donna Summer, I Feel Love. All that fits. And right. I, luckily, I got yeah, to so. I, got, I got to go to the actual party in Ibiza a couple of weeks ago. Oh, really? And do a little recap. Look at you. Yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. 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 I was on vacation. It? it was sick. I fell in love with it. I, I tried to email back. Eddie and I said, uh, I'm in vacation till X date, so take somebody else. I fell in love. A bees is just it's it's yeah because because Neva and Jamie are on Mac Agency your DJ agency yes yes so I got a question for you guys mm-hmm. what's up is it hard for you to uh, I mean you guys are happy for Eddie no, what he's doing with Anderson Pack yeah yeah but is Absolutely. it also kind of like you're losing you Our know agent? The, the main guy who's <laughs> supposed to be looking out for your career because he's on Mac Agency but he's always he's traveling so it's like when you need to get in touch with him. You know, he's in Ibiza, or he's, you know, he's, you know, honestly, he's, in, a, he's in a Gucci I'm, I'm store. Pretty, with I'm pretty, the, I can't lie to you. He's pretty easy to get a yeah. hold of. Yeah. But there's times where I'm like, never have you spoke to Eddie? He's like, nah, I think he's in a plane to yeah. Europe or whatever. I'm yeah. like, okay, I'll just email him. Tell him I'm I'll usually pretty excited. I mean, whenever I need to get in contact with him, he always yeah. hit me back right away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm just, you're kind of like, where's, no, no, listen, what are you man. like? Where's my drink tickets? Like, they're, 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 they're <laughs> <laughs> only, when, only when it's something serious. Other than that, I don't bother him. But nah, man, what's nah. an emergency that would require you to bother him, knowing that he's on tour with Anderson Pat? There was one instance for me a, a few weeks ago. Omar Omar's being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not an emergency that happens more often. But uh, I was doing a pool, and then the thunderstorm came out of nowhere, and it was raining, pouring. And I texted Eddie. I was like, yo, what do you want me to do? He goes, just stay there. Don't move because yeah. you still got to build it. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. I'm just going <laughs> to shut the fuck up and sit in the water. <laughs> yeah. When in doubt, right, we had we had this, we had had this a rule, right? If if the laptop comes out and I plug in. I had to tell Jamie yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I, you, was, I was there. No matter what happens, just I mean, take your laptop out and plug it in. And if the laptop is out and you're ready to go, yeah. just stay as long as possible because it's like, even if they're like, we don't need you. If you're oh. there for an hour and a half, you're like, I'm yeah. here for an hour. And yeah, a half. and then yeah. I was recording yeah. the water and I'm sending it to Eddie. I'm like, just so we have proof. paper trail. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah, is yeah. happening. I got receipts. I got receipts. Eddie, we used to say back in the days, once we get to the venue, once you put that laptop down and open it, they gotta pay us regardless. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. it. That's it. That's the Mac agency. And honestly, and, and even though you know it's not gonna happen, you just always like speak like uh, positively, like oh, like. I don't know. Maybe this could happen. Like yeah, maybe it could know. turn out. You just say, yeah. stay, stay they just ready. give it a time. Hey, fingers time. crushed. Yeah, yeah fingers know? crossed. Yeah, I'm really looking forward well, to maybe playing I, for six hours. Maybe I'll yeah. just play some songs and then we'll see where it goes. And then the, the venue, <laughs> the venue finally called it a day when it started raining sideways. Yeah, right. And then Eddie's like, "Okay, I think we can do, we, we have enough proof." Now they owe you the fee and a new laptop. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, so yeah. no, nah, but it's not been hard. It's, it's actually been cool to be like. Oh yeah, you're a Mac agency, and so is Pee Wee. And no, be honest. No, it's be honest. Big, there's some. It's a little tough sometimes. And right? Not with him though. Stop <laughs> trying to bait them. <laughs> Jesus, come on, come he on. He keeps us working pretty. Uh, be honest. Steadily. Mac agency is falling apart. <laughs> he's going on tour. Thank you, Pee Wee. He's getting. He's getting a big head. He's treating y'all like shit. Don't I, I, I wasting my time. I'll let him know. Yeah. 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 Don't 
Bobo is gonna come snatch you guys up. Who was that you had on? That was like, um, oh wait, so is that a, no? Who works with with Justin? What you guys with the uh, three day? Oh, well, M- Marco Pence. Marco, Marco Pence is gonna be like grooming <laughs> us. We got it's a back- on, guys. Yeah. We got a backup plan. Yeah, we have. Marco's on Marco, speed dial. Marco's yeah. gonna be like Suge at the Source Awards. Yeah. If you don't want your AJ. Yeah. All in the videos. Yeah. With the wigs with wigs and shit. DJ and your gigs. Yeah. <laughs> Come down to three-day weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I can't lie, though. Eddie keeps us pretty fucking busy. Like, as a good, even though he's busy half of the time traveling, our, you know, we, and, we're certainly working. And I think all these guys know, too. I mean, especially, like, when we started getting noticed and we when we kind of got put on the map, it wasn't for any of the, the peewee stuff and stuff like that. It was I mean, a lot, just the sheer, lot, right? no, no, that's yeah, what I'm yeah. getting at is like, we got known because of the amount of volume that we were blessed to have, uh, you know, mm-hmm. big, big part to Sean Christie when he was at, at, at MGM. That was it. We had, we had a lot of opportunity that was put on our plate for our DJs, which was beautiful. But I mean, we always wanted, we want to kind of always raise the profile too. And right. like the peewee thing, I mean, the bonus, it's a, it's a win-win because I get to work with like my favorite artists in the last Decade. Several decades, yeah, yeah. and uh, so that's still surreal. But also, I mean, it. it, it yeah, listen, I mean, he's he's a, he's a he's a beast. I mean, and the fact that he's down to rock with Mac Agency, you know, is I'm honored. You know, so Anderson and packs get, on on Mac Agency. Uh, Pee Wee is on. Pee-wee's you don't do. On. I mean, yeah, DJ Pee Wee. Yeah, okay. I mean, he he works with Caroline Yim. Um, with, he's uh, also on CAA, you know, right? Like all that. Um, As full, full stop management. So that's Irving okay. Azoff and Jeff Azoff's right, um, right. company. His manager is Anna Savage. And, and then his main agent that he works with with WME um, is Caroline Yim. Um, and AP was just, I was on a flight. I think we were both traveling somewhere from a gig together, but I don't think we were on the same flight. But I remember I got a, t- I got a text from him and he's just like, yo fam, I want to I be down with Mac Agency. And I was like, LOL. I said, Caroline will kill me. And he's like, no. He's like, no. She's like, she doesn't handle the peewee stuff exclusively. I want to be down. Like, let's right. do it. I said, are you serious? I said, done. I said, I'll, I'll get the, I'll get an artist page up this week. And, you know, we did the announcement. And So he, I have a question. So yeah. do you handle all his um, DJ gigs? Not all. No, not exclu- not exclusively. But we, we like, like I said, Caroline can handle some. Some other, you know, Maurice books, right. uh, books mm-hmm. them sometimes. So whatever Crystal goes through you, it goes through right. you. Right. right. And, and That's it. Right. 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 And then, but yeah, but if they his if his management already has pre existing gigs, they get whatever. Absolutely. And then you get your yeah. You know, and they're amazing. Your, some of the stuff right. that they like, I learn from them every day. I'm I'm inspired by like getting to work with Caroline because she's a yeah. legend. You know, she she runs the whole like hip hop and R and B department at I, WME, I, I believe. Yes. I remember when all of this was like unfolding. And it was it was just like it just happened so fast. Yeah. And I remember talking with these guys, and I you know some some people were like, oh shit, like there's you know Mac Agency is gonna fall apart because you know Eddie's gonna be, you know, a part of like you know Anderson's like camp now. He's not gonna have the time to juggle Mac Agency. Yeah. No, but I remember no. telling them like, yo, you guys got to be patient because like Eddie's gonna be in rooms with people he would never be in rooms with now. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, no, and, it's all for, like, listen, it's, you know? it's, it, that's why I said it's a double-edged plus-plus. Right. Because I'm yeah. getting to experience this with somebody I admire so and respect so much. Right. Um, but then also there, there is value that this whole thing brings to the company. It's, got, it's put eyes on us. Not, in, not necessarily even just me in rooms with some people. It's just put eyes on us that 
would not normally have been there had mm-hmm. we just been, you know, kind of staying the course. It might have happened eventually, maybe, but it definitely kicked things into into gear. And right. I can't lie, even I'm gonna piggyback off of that. Like you still, even me as an individual, you help me get into different rooms. You're we're working on different rates, and you're still very hands on with my situation. Yeah, I mean, it's still, and I think you do that for a lot of us. Yeah, yeah. no, I mean, I don't want to lose sight of what, like, my main. Thing that I'm building is, you know, Mac agency that continues to grow. So, and, and I don't want to compromise any of the thing, any of the things that I started it for, because of this opportunity. You just have to pivot, restructure, get your time management sorted out. Maybe pick up another team member or two. Luckily, I mean, Omar's a great, great to kind of keep eyes and ears. He's very, you know, OCD meticulous. Yeah, Omar, Omar great with Galli- the email. Yeah. Great with the emails. We we compliment compliment each other very well. Omar Galliano. From, right. He used to yeah. be at Tau Group. Right. He was, he was a, the he was corporate a menace, program director. Yeah. At, he was a menace over there. Yeah. <laughs> but he actually, you know, he uh, he made a lot of great DJs even better. That, and that's and that's yeah. it. So if you if but you he is a on psycho. Any, He's an absolute psycho. Like, <laughs> You know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. he's in a different place now, but, but a lot of the people that he worked with, <laughs> he's still a fucking psycho. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I've, I've known no more since the nineties, man. And we've yeah, always yeah. kind of, oh, I, you known him since, since ba- back in New York. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Jet- yeah. Well, Jetty's, 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 he'd be like conscious point where there was always so much camaraderie and kind of, you know. I guess Jason and Noah's company back then was Strategic Group or something like right. Yeah, it's Strategic, strategic yeah. Group, yeah, right? Yeah. So they would like we would be at Jet East, Neva and I would be there, and then right down the road you go down North Sea Road in Southampton, and you're, you're going to hit um, Conscious Point, where Lizzie Grubman drove everybody up, drove over everybody. Drove <laughs> 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 I remember that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So they would send us DJs that we would send them. I think you played Conscious Point. Didn't I did. You? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and I think I did once. I remember Eric Salas was still in the mix, but in any case, we. Did a lot of like cross. Actually, it's so funny you mentioned Lizzie like Grumman. The night I played, that that incident just it happened the night before. Yeah. So the wind, the doors was like all taped up and shit. And then Lizzie Grubman was like a PR like phenomenon. She yeah, was like the biggest yeah. PR. The daughter person. of Alan Grubman, who's like this, like high powered, doesn't even scratch the surface. He's a right. he's a monster. And this he's was a, a legend. big deal in New York. It was like yeah, oh, yeah. like yeah. wildfire. Yeah. Lizzie had a PR firm. She was also the ex girlfriend of our. Former boss Andrew Sasson, uh-huh. and um, yeah, so she um, she, she was a little bent out of she shape. She had a good time that yeah. night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that shit. Long story short, she like drove her car into a bunch of like people in line, and like I think the bouncer in the front of the uh, conscious point, and um, and um, fled the scene. But like that story spread through all of the Hamptons yeah. in minutes. Oh, in minutes. Man, right away, yeah. Right. Yeah, it was on page six. It was like in yeah, all the New York crazy. newspapers. It was on the, the news. news. Yeah. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. I remember that shit. Yeah. It was really big. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shout out to yeah, yeah. So then, oh, you're working with Omar Galliano, right? Yeah. And then, so when he when you're on tour, he's juggling everything. Yeah, and it's still a lot. I mean, it's, it's a, lot. a lot. Like, dude, when we when like I was doing everything. Alone for a, a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then Omar and I crossed paths again at um, at on the record in the backyard, yeah. and uh, you know as we were saying goodbye, I was like, you know what? I knew I was ready to take it to the next phase as yeah. far as growing the company. I, I knew it was more. I, I remember meeting with Omar and like I was having lunch or dinner, and yeah. I told him like, Yo, you should you should talk to Eddie because he has this like agency. And he, yeah, he was right? doing some consulting work. Right. You know, he was living in like San Diego for a while and mm-hmm. he had just moved back to Vegas. And long story short, we connected, we met up in the office yeah. that week. We, we chopped it up and caught up for a few hours. Sounded decided, perfect, yeah. What year was this? How long? 2019. 
I'm asking him, what? Jamie. I'm, I'm helping. <laughs> yeah, okay. I was yeah, around. Probably, that's why I, I, I was, say, I was yeah. working with Shaky at the office, and I'm. It was uh, yeah, it was 2019 because he wasn't in the mix for when I did Massive. Massive was September of 2018. Mm-hmm. Massive. So this I was, was yeah. actually I thought it was on before that. I mean, no, I don't think I don't think so. He moved right back to the, Vegas. Though. It might because uh-huh. it yeah. was. It might have been right either right after Massive. But um, yeah, I, I'm not sure. Yeah, he moved late back. Yeah, Omar hit me. He's like, I'm back in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, me and him were like always homies, even though he was a psycho. Uh-huh. You know, we were cool because we, we used to hang out and shit. But like, yeah, we had dinner. We was talking. He was kind of seeing what he wanted to He wanted to get back in. But he was yeah. just kind of like, you know, where should I go? Yeah. I remember listening a, a couple of things and I was like, should talk to Eddie and see what's going on. Because I think now it worked out really yeah. well, man. We like, you know, I so, mean, yeah. And, and to your point before, like, you know, we'll. Cross, you know, we, you know, we were working with Bella years ago, um, right? You know, and she would say the same things too. Like, you know, he was we had some terse moments, some difficult moments working under his with Omar, you know, yeah, supervision. Yeah, yeah. But he did everything he did with the best of intentions, and everybody said, "I came out of it stronger and a better, better DJ." So yeah. he's got some kind of recipe. I mean, you know, so shout out to Omar. I mean, he's Omar, definitely, Omar um, is basically maybe he created the formula for Tao at yeah. the time, or maybe all. Las Vegas, yeah, yeah. Right, like, we, we really almost maybe created the the Vegas formula of like starting the night at twelve thirty with this big show and then play all the big records. He definitely, yeah. for, it, it was then, a formula. You know, that he, it was he yeah. was like the Grandmaster Flash of like program directors. Where Flash right. was like, well, oh, if you do that, like all this, like these like mm-hmm. algorithms and like uh, you know equations and stuff. Omar, like you know, had. A system down, yeah, because way different than like, but it speaks to kind of how we, we are. I'm kind of like off the top, kind of loosey goosey about everything. Well, us three, we and came he, up in a in a different Vegas formula because we were coming from New York, so we right. we did the whole night. And Omar introduced this formula of like the headliner goes out on twelve thirty, but it's like the show starts. It's like right, everything Big changes, explosion, you know, explosions it's obvi- like yeah, yeah. Cirque du Soleil. Everything comes yeah, out yeah. all twelve thirty. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, and then it's yeah. Play all the biggest shit for thirty minutes, and then kind of bring it back down, right. and then hit him again. And yeah. he had this whole thing that he had. Yeah, and then and yeah. So I mean, he's definitely. It's been a definitely a yin yang situation, professionally speaking. Yeah. Like where like he definitely, I couldn't ask for somebody better to support during a time like that because it's that's not something that you. There's no thought process. Yeah, there's concerns like when you're given that opportunity, offered that opportunity. The answer is yes, right off the top. Then you then you figure out how you're gonna. Figure yeah. everything out, you know, yeah. and shout out to Soxy. She was supported from, from the get-go and, you know, was, was still so excited for everything that's happening. So, yeah. um, And then, you know, fast forward and we pick up a, some more personnel as the Pee-wee stuff continues and gets bigger and stuff like that. Well, you, you guys are expanding now, right? Mac Agency is kind of, is it branching out? You're, I think you Well, were, we're fine. Yeah, I mean, we're, you know, we, we want to start planting seeds. I mean, we can't do any more in Vegas. I mean, well, there is, there's always room for improvement. But right. I mean, we're, we're, our presence is felt in Vegas and there's other key markets where I feel like we just don't have much of a presence in it. Yeah. Like even like hometown stuff, whether New York or Jersey. But with all this you know, work, that you've been doing with uh, DJ Pee Wee Anderson Pack yeah. with vinyl. Now you're launching like a new collective, like a vinyl collective. Yeah, right? well, we have a lot of a lot of guys on the roster. Well, Pee Wee, obviously, at the at the forefront, right? You know, um, as he's just the the biggest artist that we work with. But and and he just happens to do all vinyl, which 
is amazing. But you know, you, you know, but we have guys like Never. We have Stretch Armstrong, Scratch Bastard, mm. um, Easy Mo B. Just just a, a lot of cats. You know, a couple of new additions that we're going to be announcing soon. Yeah, Nick Bynum, um, Mayor Hawthorne, yeah. who we just uh, announced. Oh, great! Yeah, we wow. just announced him last week. Uh, so we're you, gonna be you're working. starting this new. It seems like it sounds like you're starting a new agency of vinyl. It's like a, a vinyl sub roster of of Mac agency. It's called the Mac Vinyl Collective MVC, and um, yeah, we're excited to announce it. It's going to be anything from just showcasing uh, the vinyl DJs on our roster. One one stop shop for vinyl DJs, right? Because I mean, it, it is hot, so we'd be crazy not to capitalize it. But we were always there, also. But now we're kind of. I think it's. Uh, I think it's genius. I think it's yeah, great. we're excited. We're I think it's excited. perfect timing. Yeah, I think it's almost like it, it's almost like organic because it leads to this whole story, and then oh, like and then. This whole new uh, collective emerged from yeah. what you and uh, Anderson were doing. Yeah, no, yeah. We're, we're yeah, uh, and then um, you know what you were doing with Neva, and then what you were doing uh, previously at the Old Trist spot. Which yeah, it's just a, it never yeah. went anywhere for for us. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're still we're still like it's like it's twenty years ago. Texting only we're so texting yeah, pictures, showing each, showing each other what we bought. From just get this, just get that. Shalvoy too. We're all like in the like look. This is the, my latest order on Discogs. It still excites us. It's, still, it's just a part of who we are. Yeah. And now we're gonna you know just put it out there, and it's a part of everybody on that roster. I mean, they're about it. Like you know, it's not like oh you just you know mm-hmm. you just went to Zia and you bought like just been a G on records and now so, you're a vinyl. You know, so, this is like. So when you launch this, yeah. you know, like Never is going to start having to uh, carry crates like to out of town gigs and venues and yep. events. Yeah. Are you ready for that now? <laughs> <laughs> we might have to get him a TM. The hyper analytical guy. I'm going to do all 45s, honestly. I might yeah. bring a couple of 12 inch records, whatever, but yeah. majority is going to be 45s. Yeah. Which is easy to carry. Same. Yeah. I mean, travel with. How, wait, how many up. cases of 45s would you carry? Two to three? Like two. Two? Two and a half. But you can just carry them on the plane. Yeah. You wouldn't have to check anything in? Nothing. No. No. Yeah. No. That's great. Yeah. So you'll be the 45 guy. 45s <laughs> on a Friday. Hey, yeah. yeah. And they're going to like, well, we really want 12, like a 12 inch guy. Yeah. It's and strictly like, well, that a was really a 45 more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> that was crazy. That was like, well, I, I still am a 12 inch guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Snow oh wax, baby. God, <laughs> yeah, so no, it's gonna. It, we're really, really, really excited about it. And we got a great crew, um, and you know, we're gonna be targeting and doing a lot of outreach to some venues that specialize in that stuff. Some of the, you know, the Dantes of the world, and we're we're really tight with, with oh, the yeah. Dantes crew. Dantes so. High Fi in Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so so it's, good. Uh, man. Yeah. Shout out to Sven and Rich Sven Medina. And Rich Medina, yeah, and uh, that whole crew, man. They they got something special over there. Yeah, you know? I and, mean that that spot really is is really the the hot spot in Miami to as far as name cool recognitions shit. for vinyl parlors that are focused not only on just you know playing vinyl for their guests mm-hmm. but like it's so DJ focused and the, the talent they get right. in there because there's some listening bars that it'll just be like the person behind the bar might be playing the records and be the selector for the evening and, and well, some, like you know very similar to Vegas Miami nightlife can be just like over extravagant right. it could be like very like tourist based right you know sure. you got these mega clubs like live story right these huge clubs right. that, like, I, you know, for the cool locals, you know, industry people who want, like, another taste of Miami, they can go to fucking Dante. Go to Windward, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Whole different so, energy, whole different vibe But there's, the, there. there's that Japanese kind of, like, vinyl whiskey bars just popping right. up everywhere. Yeah. Like, I was telling you, I was in Mexico City 
earlier this year and I, I ran into uh, Mickey Perez who was spinning there and it was just and he was doing a bunch of spots with uh, Nick Demas uh, and it was like it was just cool and I was like I remember I texted you I know yeah and I even I told you I said like look like you know because I talk with Nev all the time you texted the group and chat it, for sure. you know I texted the group chat I'm like yo Nev like you know there is like a market for vinyl DJs mm -hmm. Like, can you, could you, you imagine said that at traveling? the top of the year? Yeah, yeah, at the top of the year, I was like, "Yo, was like, like, you could travel and do this yeah, on the man. side if you want to." Like, yeah. you know, yeah. like, I don't know how much the pay is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, but yeah. I was like, it's it's fucking great to mm -hmm. just like imagine traveling the world and playing vinyl. I know, yeah, yeah, it's just amazing. I'm right? looking yeah. forward to it, man. I'm looking forward to this new. Oh yeah, there's a lot, a lot of stuff yeah, coming yeah. in. Yeah. Locally. Six months yeah. in, he's been like, "I'm tired of carrying." I need an assistant for this. Yeah, I might need to hire someone to carry the crates for me. <laughs> he's in his own Eddie Mac. These needles no are getting expensive. <laughs> Damn, bro, it's yeah. not the same as before. Well, it's like even like when Jeff, um, Jazzy Jeff put that video and I shared it to my my feed as well because it kind of hit home and, and like he had like these really cool words to say when he was preparing for his set at, at, at Dante's. He's like, I don't really yeah. do it a lot. Of, like, But, you know, reconnecting with my, my records just makes me, you know, realize how we've been disconnected we've kind of grown apart from tangible music and it's just mm -hmm. like i forget i, I don't want to do him any injustices because i haven't listened to it in a while but right but um but um yeah it's 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 a special thing and and it, and so not only are we stepping in just to offer djs and and really a great assortment and and multiple tiers of talent uh within the vinyl collective but also serve as um even like consultants if you want to do vinyl um concepts you know we can help keep the integrity intact even right, if we right. have to bend a little if it's like some like on the strip kind of concept where you can only go this deep it should be presented well if you're going to do it do it as right as you can do it right but i mean obviously you got to find that sweet spot here's a, here's a question okay do you think this this market or this demand for vinyl like did you see it firsthand when you were on the road with uh anderson pack where like people were like we want this like we this is like this is amazing or did you just start in your head seeing like oh like this is slowly like something that we can build and capitalize on i think it, like the, the timing of everything was so perfect i think the the resurgence of vinyl was happening at the same time and i'm yeah. hearing all the reports of the sales the, the how high the sales are mm -hmm. you know that had nothing to do with what why andy wants to play vinyl right you know but it it just again that organic kind of approach to it that's just what he wants to stick to right that's mm -hmm. what he learned to dj on in high school he likes to be able to touch and feel the music and manipulate it and 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 uh, so that was just pure coincidence that that happened when it did yeah it happened to be vinyl um but it's funny like a lot of times like almost all the time every show he'll say um in some of his opening remarks it's an all vinyl set y'all no computers and the the, the crowd goes nuts right so and that gets bigger and bigger i mean and that's been everything to you know, bungalow in, in Santa Monica to arenas, like when he announces that, and you know, he'll say that, I'll hold the record up, and you know, and, and the response is huge just when he mentions the vinyl. Yeah, but so. when I think of like private events, when I think of like, you know, Fashion Week, when I think of corporate events, yeah, I think like vinyl is perfect for that. Mm -hmm. It's great. It's, it's, it's almost like, it's just a, it's a, like, Listen, when you find out Anderson Pack is DJing, I mean, that's exciting in, in and of mm -hmm. itself, um, and people are going to want to book right. it. The vinyl is just another layer that 
real talk, he doesn't have, like, I mean, he could he, he could have easily taken the mm-hmm. computer approach. It's just not, it doesn't speak to him the way vinyl does, so. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's something, like, extra sexy and, like, classy and oh, no, elegant. Sh- when you're going to, like, you know, like, an event and there's, yeah. a, like, a DJ on vinyl, there's just something, like, there's an extra depth. Without like, a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. It's, and like, that, a really good scotch. It's yeah. just, like, there's, like, something earthy. Oh, and it, like, yeah. like, even when we did, um, Soxie and I did the opening of Flanker. Uh, for Sean Flanker um, Kitchen and Sporting Club at mm-hmm. Mandalay Bay, they opened up the Vegas Vegas location, and we did all forty fives. Wow! And the me- like from the media people, local media, just old school cut, like people were blown away. Wow! You know, and and it does add something. It's it does. It's something, yeah. That just kind of it's like it's it's kind of like when you see like uh, chefs like work with their hands and like they're, they're right. They're kind of working old school, like right. old craft work. Yeah. And you see the DJ and it's like, it's like a very rare craft. That right. You like see you're live. not. Right. You'd rather go through and make your your house a mess with piles of records to try and figure out what people are going to want to hear in mm-hmm. this three or four hour DJ set than rather than just packing up a laptop. Like right. you're going a little bit yeah, yeah. the extra mile and you're not really, you know, concerned with how much time-consuming shit is going to be put mm-hmm. into this set. You yeah. Know, um, There's like an extra layer of depth. It's like knowing the chef is working with local farms or they have yeah. their own garden. Well, even like you know? when Daft Punk did the um, Random Access Memories um, album, there was oh. a story, you know, they had a, I think the song was called Giorgio and they, it was featuring Giorgio Moroder talking over it. Mm-hmm. But when they recorded him, they specifically wanted to record him on two different mics. And they weren't going to use the other one, but they wanted to use one of the mics because it was like the mic that he used, he voiced Donna Summer with. They wanted to just replicate that, even though they had really no intentions of using that on the final product. It was just that attention to detail and going the extra step just for some artistry shit, you know what I mean? Which is pretty cool. And I see like a lot of similarities with like the the vinyl stuff, you know, like. I I think it's going to be, it's it's going to be great to just see, um, just to see, like, I would love to just see a schedule like posted on Instagram yeah. of a bunch of vinyl DJs. Oh, you're going to see like, that really like soon. Like busy yeah. on a weekend. Yeah. You know, I think it'll be yeah. it'll be amazing to see that. And I've, I've noticed more DJs like, you know, digging into vinyl a little bit more, showing, you know, just showing like, oh, this, this is my finds this week. This is what right. I bought this week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been seeing that in the last two years. Maybe like during the pandemic, a lot of these DJs have started like digging a little bit more. Yeah, like, wanted to like expand their crates and their collection. Yeah, but I've been seeing it, so I'm I'm kind of curious to see what happens with this new collective that you guys launched. Yeah, and then to see how busy you guys get, and then to see like maybe a new generation of DJs just come up and just maybe start like collecting vinyl. Without a doubt, you know? I mean, I hope it inspires some guys to um, yeah. you know give it a, give it a shot. The only thing that's going to suck about that is if that happens. It's gonna be harder to find vinyl. Oh, because everybody be, be buying vinyl again. Yeah, but they're gonna be jump buying like Justin Bieber on vinyl. Or something. No, <laughs> no, 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 I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, but it's it's kind of like what I've seen with like reselling. So like rap tees mm-hmm. or like sneakers. Like everything just get, kind of gets like bigger. Mm-hmm. And it gets a little bit more expensive, and then everyone's yeah, like, sure. "Well, everyone's fucking this <laughs> up, and they're making everything so expensive." Yeah. But yeah, it's just but a, those are the purest of the of the group that right. were there before. But it's just kind of like the it's just it's just what happens. Yeah, it's it's gonna happen. Yeah. But I'm I'm really curious to see how sustainable or like how how long this lasts. But the where guys like, that were there first you know? are always the most respected. So if you're there first, you kind of like the the cowboy that went over the hill first. Yeah, they're, they're gonna be some type of respect. And I think there's a a lot of people know who the those guys but i think it's great that you have this like you know you are we gonna see this. you at a retirement cricket 
I would play vinyl, but I just I always want to see you do a vinyl set because I've never seen you do a vinyl set. I've never seen the problem is, is man, like I don't know, man, like I have to go like all my vinyls in New York. I got to go through it. It's at my mom's crib. Yeah, shit. But I got a shit ton of of vinyl. Uh, I'm just like I don't I I don't know, I don't know how I would approach a night with vinyl. Yeah, that's it's no, it's a lot. Like yo, when when intrigue came, when intrigue opened, it was. There was a lot of, there was some muscle memory that I was like, okay, obviously I remember how to do it, but it was very nerve wracking because that was like the first vinyl shit back from years of digital DJing. I I don't even remember. So I was like, shit, the song's in a, I don't know what the fuck I'm, I have nothing lined up. There's not, I can't even do control left or like load the next deck with just something to not have dead air. I have to find something physically. And also there's just certain songs. There's certain songs where you have to mix out in this one. Four, it's like your only exit strategy. Bar yeah, exit. and you can't bring it back. After yeah. that, it's like a wrap. Right, right, it's like, right. yo, shit, I'm stuck listening yep. to the rest of this. And right, right. If you miss that four bar, eight bar <laughs> outro, you're, you're, you're kind of fucked. And yeah. yeah, and I'm like, you know, at the But you got to remember that shit. At the time, I'm like, uh, not on the mic, and I don't even think we had a mic in Intrigue. But I wasn't on the mic. Uh, like I couldn't even like do like a like a segue. Like yeah, yeah. killed some time trying to talk some <laughs> shit. I would have been a nervous wreck. You know? Yeah, but I don't like. I'm, I was trying to say like I don't even remember how I organized my records. Yeah, like I, yeah, like I, I mean I know one crate was like. I mean, remember like mom's is like I used to have like a bad boy, bad boy, Rockefeller, Rockefeller, <laughs> yeah. Electra, R and B, the reggae. But did you organize it by BPM or just you know? Eras? I never fucked with BPM until Same. I started um, DJ on Serato. Wait, but I mean, I never paid attention to the BPM. But I'm saying, like, you know what was close in BPM, exactly, so you would yes. have them close together, right? Kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah, kind yeah, yeah. of, yeah. So it was kind of BPM. And, yeah, and kind of. I was about to say that's crazy if he didn't do that. No, for actually, Serato. no, no, not really. Man. No, the thing is, like, we didn't know the BPM, but like tambourine, we know was like we would. Put we knew that what to match. Three. We would put that with. I just want to love you and yeah, yeah, we would yeah. put it with crazy in love and we would put yeah, it like, yeah, you, know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you know but even like if I had classics I, I probably was like not even knowing it but I would start with like you know Mary Jane uh, going into like all night long and then it just progressively <laughs> and sped up, speed it up yeah. and don't look like, any you know, further but, outstanding do that the, do that <laughs> yeah, standard yeah. It was New York like City classic yeah. set yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it was like it was like uh, never too much and then of you got course. into like yep. Prince yep. like all the Prince top. records oh, no, yeah, 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 when you go up there exactly. yeah, 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 Michael yeah, Jackson yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah. it was like, yeah, you, we didn't know, like, oh, this is 96 BPM. Nah, not we at just all. Knew, never, like, yeah, I that never appealed to me. It. I know a lot of people do that stuff. Like, the Z key. Z-Trip was the key first one I saw. And BPM. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm, because there was, what was the, there was no machine for us to check the BPM. Nah, 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 so nah. I remember seeing a video on Z-Trip, and he would check the BPM for every record, and then yeah. he would have a sticker that he put on every. Yeah. And I remember crazy. watching it, and I was like, that's some super nerd shit. And I get a lot of the, a lot of the secondhand <laughs> records I get will have the little, the label on it. It'll say, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. One, 105, 102 fucking. I used to be like, what is this? F sharp or some shit like that. Yeah, Man, yeah. Someone, you're like, you thought that was a price too. Bro, <laughs> I didn't think of a price. I was just like, even, what is this? I, I keep my shit so, like, even my Serato records, like I don't do any like sub crates. I just do like mimic my iTunes. I'm like so general. And then with the records, I'm just hip hop, alphabetized with the exception of a couple of labels I'll probably put like you know the bad the bad boy shit and the Rockefeller shit because it's just two prominent labels that are going to be in the cases but other than that all the hip hop just alphabetized I don't have like a dirty south section I don't have that like which is weird because I know that's that's how a lot of people will group it too but I I just don't do that I'm just like you know Lil Wayne goes after 
this one. It's in the hip hop. And then I have my R and B crate. I have a if there's a dance hall crate or something or rock. I have, yeah, I should have alphabetized. I have That's a, it. my bag of dance hall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. you know, it's it's so funny. I just miss being able to like turn around and like fix your vinyl and get get like other vinyl ready. Yeah. I feel like when you're just in front of the computer with Serato, you have to do like other shit. Right. Like you have to like be <laughs> performative. Time. Well, yeah. You got to be performative and like. Do the calisthenics. One, yeah. two, three, two, The work four, shit. Four, three, the, two, one, yeah, one. The, yeah, you got to do all this other shit. And then it's like, yeah. I, I always hated it if I played a song that didn't go over well. It was like impossible to hide my face. Yeah, you couldn't turn around and make it look like you. Were so, like in my face, record, I'm you... mumbling to myself. These like, it, I would either be cursing myself out, or I'd be cursing the crowd out. You You're fucking, stupid motherfuckers! Like you fucking peasants. You don't know this fucking song. But you see my face, like yeah, I'm yeah, like yeah. you fucking. I'm typing, and I'm like, yeah. you motherfuckers, go fuck yourself. You're dancing to four yeah. of the songs, yeah. but you're not going to dance right. to this song. To this one, right? What like when you had like vinyl, you could turn around and curse yourself out while you're looking for vinyl. <laughs> And no one would see like the yeah, reaction. Yeah, you could yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or like, anything changes. You cursing that yeah, way. Oh, you swear. Yeah, I remember light, it, like you used to have the. You could, we could turn to the records and to our drink. So it's like, yeah, <laughs> get it all out. <laughs> yeah, your vinyls on the floor. You go down on the floor. You're like, fine. Oh, I'll play man, Eminem yeah. without yeah. me again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just be like fucking crowd. You're gonna yeah. fucking Fuck dance to this and you the yeah. shit. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh you my could kind of hide in the vinyl. A <laughs> and uh, that's also like vinyl's a great way to not have to deal with requests too. Like, so, no, don't don't. Yeah, I don't have it. Don't that's have that, have that bad money record. No, they didn't make it. <laughs> vinyl. They don't have no vinyl yet. Don't have that bad bunny. I record. don't have that. I'm gonna buy the bad bunny. Record. I don't want that. Wait, do they have bad bunny on vinyl? Probably. They do. It's a pink vinyl. They, but they have a they have a box. He has a box set too. Amazing. Bad Bunny's greatest hits on box set, like a box set. We gotta vinyl. get you that. I know what to get you for Christmas now. Yeah, I need some uh, <laughs> placemats. How much are you spending on vinyl a month? You think? Uh, I, I, on average, I don't know, maybe a couple hundred, maybe. That's it. Yeah, I'd say. I mean, this it's not every month. Like I'll I'll put in a a big order that'll have a bunch of good. Pee Wee editions, uh, maybe a couple for my, me on the side. Right now, I mean, the Pee Wee stuff is at the forefront of yeah, my yeah. shopping, the time that I put in shopping. But if if it's a cool seller and I'm like, ah, let me let me look at the 45s that they got. I'll, Do you I'll remember what your budget was like in the 2000s and the, in the 90s? Like how much you were spending a month on vinyl? Yeah, More than I was making. How much were you? How much were you spending? Um, I remember I had a budget. Around, I was spending like around between 100 and 150 a week. Yeah, so like five hundred, and that'll get you a good amount of records though too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, twelve inches were probably five bucks, yeah. four ninety nine. Well, Rock and Soul was like what four ninety nine. Four ninety nine. Yeah. Yep, and then but then if you go, and then when you start getting the house, if you go to like Decadence back in the day, which right. is like a dance record store, fucking Decadence was like eleven ninety nine or twelve ninety nine for an import. That was like the average budget, like five hundred. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember like when I, my budget when I first started was about eight. Because you're trying to get the old, you like to catch up. With you got to catch up. I got to get like the fucking Sheila E. extended version <laughs> of glamorous yeah, life, yeah. right? I got to, yeah. <laughs> I got to find like a yeah. Nirvana or Nirvana yeah. like uh, album, mm-hmm. like import that maybe cost forty nine ninety five yeah. or some shit at the time. <laughs> and go and yeah. do your three hundred dollar gig or two hundred. Like, uh, uh, back yeah. then, you're spending you more than you make. I know, right? But that's the thing is like now it's like you know you get to see a lot more of your money. There's not a whole lot of 
operating expenses. Yeah, these other DJs are like bitching about pool. like a, a twenty subscription, or, like oh, a twenty or thirty. Crazy, fuck yeah. that, a, yo! A thirty dollars subscription yeah. a month. Be yeah. a vinyl DJ for a month and go record shop, I, and you I will run I, back yeah. to that twenty dollar a month or third whatever the record. I mean, even like if you want to buy an album, like one of like the like those albums are getting repressed now. They're like. 30 bucks or some shit like that. Yeah, and that's, that's even a little... Pro- yeah. I remember that when we were buying records for Intrigue, because, you know, we went... They sent us shopping. We went... We drove out to LA. We went to Amoeba and a couple other spots. Shmi, Shecky, and Shalvoy. Just to buy records that lived at the venue. Because they were, they were like, oh, if we have DJs, we could just have them pull records off the wall. They could still DJ, even if they're not a vinyl DJ. I'm like, okay, good luck with that. You know, it's still a little stressful if right. you're going in as a, a digital... DJ and trying to do a four hour set of vinyl and they're not your records so you're just basically which is like that's how like that gold line bar which is peanut butter wolf's place um that's attached to stone's throw mm-hmm. he has like a an audio like a hi-fi bar called the gold really? line bar and i saw ap was taking pictures there i was like yo where's this pl- spot he's like oh that's this place but i think they have a rule where i think those are all peanut butter wolf's records on the walls and you have to, if, if you want to DJ there, you have to use the records on the walls. You can't, you have to curate a set off of what's, what lives there, wow. which is yeah. interesting. I think yeah, DJ yeah. not for somebody else's computer. Yeah, which I, I've, oh, I've never been a fan of that. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, I, I forgot what it was like to DJ with someone else's crates. Oh, like, re- like vinyl crates I or remember crates that though, uh, like on you- Serato? No, on, on yeah. vinyl. Would that I remember, be difficult like, yeah. if you were DJing with his crates? With well, I crates? remember like going to visit Eleven and Eleven would like, uh, you know, go to the bathroom. And then I'd have to like play a couple joints on vinyl and just going through and I'm being like, why does he organize it this way? <laughs> you think, I know. You know like, yeah, yeah, just like, yeah. fuck, why an alphabet like, like this? Yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to find Eve, who's that girl? Where the yeah. fuck is it? Like, why <laughs> Where would it, is that girl? And he's like, oh, I put it here with this. And I'm like, why would you put it there? Like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it was. I'm bad off other people's laptops, though, when I'm like, everything is either an intro or everything is a remix. There's like, where's just the original? The original. And I just get the original version. Like, everything's like a cut down or a quick, like this. I I especially remix. There's more intro and outro than there is actual song. (laughs) I never understood the short cut down version. Yeah. All you got to do is end the song just earlier. Just fucking end the song. Yeah, like, I don't understand. Yeah. Or oh, the quick hit one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't understand why we need to download an MP3 yeah. where the chorus, yeah, I like where it goes into an extended outro after right. the f- right. second chorus. I, don't I didn't get, get it. it. I don't get just it. Just end it. Just end it. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. That's just definitely a West Coast <laughs> thing Yeah, with you guys. Like well, you guys, I'm I'm more you guys than them. <laughs> so, yeah, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. You're them. <laughs> I was a big even though I played a lot of them if they were really good but like there was that era where everything like all the the overabundance of transition records oh I hate it it was one after the other Fuck. and I would hear some DJs I don't want to say names but I remember who they were <laughs> That would build a whole fucking set of them. Are you? I'm like, are you a fucking idiot? You're, you're playing a set of transitions. So it's literally like, let's do it 98 to 124, and then a 124 to 88, and then an 88 to 105. And then I'm like, can you just fucking figure out what the fuck you're what you're doing I, here? I admire those DJs though. But it's like, but I, I, I was also, I can't do I'll, that. Yeah, yeah. I want to be able no, to you do shouldn't want to do that. No. I don't admire those DJs. I admire them a lot. Oh god, <laughs> I'm like, fucking yo, he, cop out. I'm like, he just went from 128 to. No, but the thing is, if you're a fucking, if you're a professional DJ and you can't take it 
from one tempo to the other within like three records of something doing something tactful and you're going to lean on another yeah, yeah. fucking one of these fucking edits don't get me wrong some of them were so dope that they were just yeah, in yeah. and of itself that transition and how they dressed it up was just such a banger mm. but they were few and far between yeah you know i mean i'm like that's that's really i'm making my life harder i'm like this guy's got to figure it out this dj's <laughs> got to figure it out he's, he's got every transition for every from 128 yeah. to 65 128 yeah. to 90 yeah this like, one's got to fucking figure it out i'm like i like this yeah I need a like I, I need a fucking crate of just transition. Yeah. I could just. I want to hear one that goes from no beats per minute. That's just ambient music that, <laughs> that, that turns into that goes to hard style in eight seconds. Yeah, it's like that goes beyond. One, sound. one second you're at a spa getting massaged. Next thing you're in a K hole. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh man. Yeah. Well, this is exciting, man. I'm, yeah, I'm, man. I'm Thank you. To see where it's going. Yeah, me too. You know? But we're we're really excited about it. We're hopeful. We got, like I said, we got some other uh, DJs to announce that are going to be part of the vinyl collective yeah. that we're getting. Well, I feel like now. this is a, a very clear, like, branding identity for you guys. You yeah. know, to, to not just be this, like, Las Vegas DJ agency. Right. I feel like this is really, this is, like, kind of a really, really uh, organic and, like, it's I it's something that really identifies to, like, something you've been working on your whole life. Yeah. And been a part of your whole life. Yeah. Yeah, no, you know, it's, it's great. It, it's like yeah. really on brand for you and and who you've been for as long as I've known you and even Neva's known. Yeah, 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 yeah same. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we've been playing, like you said. I mean, we've been playing not just DJing together, but playing records together for since like 1998. Yeah, yeah. you know, so. crazy. Great. Yeah. Wait yeah. till the Latino version comes out of Mike Agency. A new division, bro. <laughs> Let's go. You can just, edit. It's just me. <laughs> Is it possible to launch a, a Latin um, conglomerate and just, just ban, ban, ban Bad Bunny? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, you probably erase that too. I'll have like. His, like oh. It's like, why, is it, why are you so much Bad Bunny hate? Like, Anything else you want to touch on, pause? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, just stay tuned for a lot of exciting things coming out of just Mac Agency and, and as well as obviously the Vinyl Collective. There's some stuff that's in the works that you'll be hearing about in the next yeah. uh, couple of weeks and um, some exciting new artist announcements and uh, keep an eye out. That's great. Yeah. All right, man. Well, cool. Eddie McDonald, Eddie glad McDonald. to have you Thanks, back, guys. man. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks for tuning into the Road Podcast. Don't forget, every Wednesday, we have new episodes on all major streaming platforms. And every Thursday, the video versions go up on our YouTube page. Please subscribe to our channel, youtube.com slash roadpodcast. And to find exclusive clips of the pod, please visit youtube.com slash DJ City. And we'll see you next Wednesday.